Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 59. I've written it down this week because I actually wrote 58, which is fucking wrong. So it's a good start. Episode 59 of Bang Bang Podcast. My name's Andy. Uh, I've had a drink already. You might be able to notice. We started, I started on the chat to our guest about half an hour ago. I drank a bottle of Singtao already. So I'm, I feel already like I'm in the groove. So uh, last week we did the uh, Wrestling Classic, myself and James from That Night is Wrestling Podcast. That was, that was quite good. I quite enjoyed that. Um, very much different times in 1985. Um, very much Lord Alfred being slightly inappropriate with the, the woman who didn't exist. We, we we worked that out last week. The lady from the Wrestling Classic was uh, some sort of android or somebody who Vince invented because she doesn't actually exist. So um, since then, I've been on holiday. I was in Devon last week for a whole week. It was quite nice. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that, really. Um, so yeah, so we were in 1985 last week, and this week we're heading into the future. But before we get to that, I'm going to introduce our guest. Our guest, my guest this week, uh, we're still doing the co-host thing um, for a few more weeks at least. And we'll kind of see how things work out from there. So he's still out there in the in the darkness and ether, menacing people. Well, he doesn't have to make it sound bad, actually. He's not actually menacing people. He's uh, he's at home probably watching the Bake Off at this point. He didn't fucking listen to this. So, um, so yeah, so no seed this week. But in his place is, is a, I think, a, a worthy replacement is a man i was gonna say making his podcast debut but he actually his own brief podcast a couple of years ago it's uh, a man one of the the bright spots of twitter i'd say it's our pal morty how's it going mate hey i'm good how are you mm. that, was, that was lovely I was, I was wondering what you were going to be able to say on, on an introduction we've had all these big names from the podcast world and then old joe blogs off the street so i was wondering uh Oh, you're going to dress that up, so I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're, we're, I'm running out of options, as you can tell. Yeah, but... It's all gone downhill now. We've everyone's, everyone's, everyone's gone. They're not listening. We've only got, only got Millwall Chris left now, and yeah. he's used to backing a losing team, and he so. Yeah, but, well, uh, we're not going to mention football tonight because Bristol City are playing as we speak, and I've, I've switched everything off. Oh no, so don't do that be, again. I'm not going to be spoiled like I was when we were on Red Rob and. <laughs> <laughs> you could hear the despair in my voice as I mentioned that we were one up and we were letting two goals in injury time. So, but let's not get onto football because it just kind of <laughs> presses me. Um, so yeah, mate. So you've been again when we started the podcast. Not long after that we started the podcast, we kind of got in contact and during the pandemic, we were involved in some very lengthy wrestling quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I started getting into Twitter just around just before the the madness, really, before the lockdown and everything and uh, listen to your guys and a few other things. And I saw I, I, I actually joined at the beginning of 2019. I just sat in the background watching people creep. Yeah. Um, and then I started interacting a bit more. Um, but yeah, during the lockdown, obviously, you know, lots of people were were home and lots of people were also like yourself, you know, having very stressful uh time so we just organized that little, that little quiz one night didn't we and it ran what, a couple of months i think we did that for didn't we on a mm. on a wednesday with different yeah it was it was good it, it you know just loads of random people together that uh you know didn't necessarily have any connection other than wrestling twitter just having a good laugh for a couple of hours and that was good i enjoyed that do that again one day i'm sure yeah when i before i even joined twitter i always assumed i, I knew quite a bit about wrestling 
I don't. Not compared to a lot of these guys. It would generally be me and Chris vying for last spot every week for those quizzes. My knowledge of, I got a very small window of knowledge, but um, yeah, some of you guys know fucking everything. So I'm expecting great things tonight. Gonna prove that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That wrong. Well, one of my absolute favourites was um, when Chris Millwall, Chris, three mentions he's had now. When mm-hmm. when, uh, when he did his, and one of his questions was something like it was a wrestling quiz, all, all wrestling related questions. One of his was like, "What's my fucking dog's name?" or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his dog's yeah. name was Roman or something. Like, how yeah. the hell are we supposed to know your dog's name? And so, was it you that got it right? Someone yeah, I think it. he told me it was. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, conspiracy you know but yeah, yeah. Was, enjoyed that i'll do that again one day i'm sure yeah they were good they were good um so yeah so we i i'm not even going to do it this week you already know what we're talking about because it's part of the show so i'm not going to give it a big build-up but why because again we always let the the guests <laughs> pick the show why yeah why did you pick this mighty that that's what i asked myself halfway through it um yeah, well, we, we looked at the uh, looked at the dates, didn't we? And yeah. um, you know, there's nothing really happened around that date. I mean, there was Survivor Series '97, but nothing really of note happened there. Um, we thought no one wants to listen to us talk about that. And then we both thought, oh, this is uh, Heidenreich's on this pay per view. So we'll uh, <laughs> yeah. during his during his dodgy phase when he was shoving Michael Cole against doors and stuff. Mm. Uh, I think one of the things we said was, uh, I mean, I I, I watched it pretty religiously at that time um and i didn't remember a single thing for even when we read the card i didn't remember a single thing from it so i thought you know let's let's go back and and have a look at that and then obviously you've done a lot of hide and write content yeah yeah well (laughs) we did a couple of weeks ago we did um so when we were on with max he did the the uk show which was a few weeks before this so that was just leading up to taboo tuesday which was um, the pay-per-view before this. So that, if you want to go back and listen to that, that will give a bit of a background on what was going on at this point in WWE. And then with Danny, we did No Mercy 2005, which was very quite Heidenreich heavy as well. So we're in that sort of time period. But like you said, I, I had no, yeah. literally no recollection of this at all. No. I don't think I was into it as much. At this point in 2004, I was... I think I was, if I wasn't already gone, I was on the verge of going traveling. Right. So I didn't, um, didn't really keep up with this stuff too much when I was away. So I told a story about when I was in a, in a hostel in, I think it was on the outskirts of Cape Town. And there were some young black kids watching wrestling on TV. And they were like, this guy, they were like, wow, I can hear him like, I can hear wrestling on. I can hear him like going, oh, fucking hell, man, this guy's amazing. Like, he's a beast. And I came in there watching uh, Gene Snitsky beat up some oh. <laughs> young kid. So. Um, oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It was that kind of time time period, really, wasn't it? I mean, you, you're looking at the, the time periods, you know, and you've spoken a lot about the uh, the attitude era and all that sort of stuff, how we might have it with rose-tinted spectacles at times. Um there was always something happening. There was lots of characters for better or for worse, but I would say the in-ring quality, bar a few guys, wasn't particularly there. Yeah. Um, and now you could argue that the in-ring quality is better than it's ever been. Perhaps the 
generally speaking, the character work may not be. And I feel like this time period, 2004, 2005, neither of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll there get into it. Major characters, and it wasn't major. No. Great. <laughs> but they were still in that phase of kind of, which they might be going back to that phase now of pushing random big guys. Mm. But also they had, you know, <laughs> well, we'll get into it as we go along. But there was a lot of like yeah. guys that were that will go down as legends, and then mm. a lot of guys on the show that won't go down as legends. <laughs> mixed <laughs> bag, isn't it? Yeah, it's for a mixed one reason bag or another. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so we're doing Survivor Series 2004. So, I mean, I suppose there was a lot of Survivor Series. Because, again, I was – obviously, we had Halloween when this show goes out. It would be a couple of weeks ago. It was Halloween. But but there was no – nobody picked any Halloween Havocs. And then no. there's only one Survivor Series. I find it strange of all the, all the you know, 30-plus years of Survivor Series. This is the one we uh, – we, we are <laughs> I, I said to you the other week, I think, you know, it's it's very difficult nowadays to be the first person to achieve something. But I mm. honestly think I must be the first person to ever download and install and subscribe to the WWE Network purely to watch Survivor Series 2004. Oh, mate. I can't imagine many other people. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, if you'd let me, if you'd let me know, you could have my login to watch it, to be honest. That's a lot of effort to go through. To, uh... I've, I've, I've watched some of the Austin podcasts since, so it's all right. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that is probably yeah, the worst use of a download of the, the, the <laughs> that's not worth the subscription fee is at this fucking show. But hey, let's get to it. But first, I'm uh, Morty. Morty's recording this in a in a seedy hotel in the middle of. <laughs> Where yeah. are you, mate? Let, let the boys and girls. Uh, I, I, today I am in Maidenhead. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout out to anyone in, in Maidenhead. Mm. Well done, you. Yeah, yeah. I think we're on safe ground. It's, I don't think as many people in this in the podcast in Maidenhead. Fine, it's fine. It's yeah, uh, yeah it's 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 all right. Mm. Ask me tomorrow how it was. Yeah, and you're there on work. You've not just gone to Maidenhead to record the podcast, have you? <laughs> yeah, just just had a sneaky night. Yeah, no, I'm 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 over with work, and I just sort of thought we we could uh we could time it that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I stay out sometimes, but uh. Not that often, I'm quite lucky, but uh, yeah, I just thought um, it'd be a good excuse not to uh, not have kids running around in the background whilst we're trying to record. So yeah, yeah. So being a professional, obviously you're not drinking, are you? Because you got to get to work in the morning. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, now we're gonna lose we're gonna lose even more listeners now. They know I'm not drinking alcohol either. I could have well. made something up, but uh, no, I'm I'm on water, my friend. What about yourself? What's that you're drinking? So I just thinking fish. Oh, fucking hell. I just finished with a <laughs> bottle of uh, Sing Tao off, which I suppose is can be still be classed as Euro piss, even though it's um, from China. Um, and then I'm back on well, after this, which I just finished, and I opened the bottle of Star Pramen. So. Oh okay. And then I got a bottle of Ashai afterwards, and then there's. I was some, hoping you'd be on the cider today. No, I can, I can relate to that. I used to drink cider. That was my, mm. I was cider and rum were my go-to drinks. God, jeez. I try not to drink too much cider. It's not good for you, cider, is it? I mean, no, alcohol not. generally isn't good for you, but cider really isn't isn't good for you. It's not good for your guts. No. <laughs> no. So, but I've drank a lot, but yeah, it's not. I will suffer a heartburn if I drink too much cider as well. So. You drink proper cider when you drink it, though, don't you? You drink like the 8.5 percent. Well, yeah, the Henry West. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like we, when I first started, oh, here we go. When I first started drinking cider <laughs> back in the sort of 
late nineties, you were basically you had um black fun, strongbow woodpecker. And woodpecker, yeah. No, woodpecker <laughs> would come in a bottle. So any anyone with any ounce of self respect wouldn't ask for a bottle of woodpecker in a pub in the in the nineties. It just wasn't a done thing. Um and strongbow is fucking horrible. Horrible. So it was just black fun basically, which used to come in cans, you couldn't get it on tap. Yeah. Um but obviously now if you're a cider drinker, the it's the, the world is your oyster, basically. You can have yeah. any kinds of cider, different sorts of cider, but I generally try and stick to the non fizzy stuff. Um, yeah. Because it's yeah. generally stronger. I'm not, you know, I, I mean, there's been times where I've drank, you know, Tesco 12 percent cider. That was a long time oh, ago. That was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was normally going to watch. Blackform was actually my first ever alcoholic drink. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It was the first drink I ever tried with Blackform. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I feel proud of you, mate. To be honest, that's a good. But they they changed the recipe for any fans of Blackthorn out there. They changed the recipe in uh, probably mid 2000s I think they changed the recipe. They tried to make it a Did bit they? more kind of not fam- I say family friendly. That's not, it's not kind of <laughs> a bit more palatable to the normal person rather than just a oh, hardcore okay. fucking. So you might have had the you might have had the the old stuff. Yeah. You might have had the old stuff. I remember finding I was in Portugal and found a, a place that had Blackthorn. Which was quite strange. It wasn't very nice, but anyway, that's the uh, that's the cider the, chat done with. That's the yeah. history of Blackthorn cider covered. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take that off the list for tonight. Um, so yeah, so this week is the so the 14th of November in 2004 was the 2004 Survivor Series. Surprisingly enough, um, and. I can't remember what date this episode is coming out. I'm too drunk to remember already. So, but this is this is this, <laughs> this is, is a good start. Yeah. This is a good start. This is the 17th anniversary. This week will be anyway. Um, and as is tradition on this show, we're we're going to run through. I felt I, a few weeks ago I made a 2004 show with Mags, the the UK show. I didn't do the top ten. Because I, I thought it was too shit, but Mag's disappointed because Mag's has done a lot of homework <laughs> about that top ten. So I thought we'll stick with it tonight. There's not D- much. Didn't, didn't you end up doing like a 2016 crisp countdown or something? Yeah, 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 we did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> had but, nothing to do with anything. <laughs> no, literally nothing to do with anything at all. <laughs> but I was trying to find a crisp from 2004, I couldn't find it, but I could find the 2015 crisps. Yeah. Uh, but no, unfortunately, I just stuck with the, the, the musical top ten this week. So right. stop me at any point if you want to interject with uh, any opinions. Okay. So uh, number 10 is uh, Jamelia <laughs> with DJ slash stop. I think it was like a double A side. Yeah. Stop was a cover of the I'm gonna burp, um, late early 90s Sam Brown song. Oh, you better stop. That one. Yeah, that ring your bells? Yeah, 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 that does, yeah. I, yeah, I'm I mean, not sure I read that. I mean, that was beautiful, but I'm not sure I, hmm. I remember the Jamelia version. Is she the one that was Jamelia? Is she the one that was feuding with another woman with like the same name? They were having a feud over was she, some bloke or something. Well, she was going out with, uh, again, we went to Bristol City. She was going out with a Bristol City player in 2000, I think, I think they got married, 2007, 2008, uh, called Darren Byfield. Uh, he, yeah. he, he was with us for a season. That might have been who she was involved in a feud with somebody. Maybe. 
Maybe, but I saw Darren Byfield out again. This is a time where it probably still happens now. I just don't go to these places the footballers go to anymore because I'm in my forties. But back in those days, I was mm, touching thirty in 2008, and I used to go out up the town in Bristol, as <laughs> as people say. And I saw Darren Byfield in many clubs in Bristol, right, uh, with a lot of players, but not with Jamelia. Not with you, if you if you catch my drift. <laughs> um, so that might have been. I'm not sure. I don't think they're still together now. He's a good player, Darren Byfield. Had a good season with us, but yeah. Um, number nine is a neighbour star, Delta Goodrum. Delta with a Goodrum. Song called. She was a neighbour. I can't remember what character she played in Neighbours, but she was definitely in Neighbours. Was she the one that was was ill. She was ill when she was recording. I mean, a lot one. of people have been ill, and they yeah, <laughs> you might have to narrow it down a little bit. Because there was because the neighbours got obviously you got Kylie and all that, and then yeah. you had uh, who was the really really hot one, Holly something, Holly Valance, Holly Valance, and then there was another one that played piano a lot, and I thought she was she was ill. That might be Delta that Goodrum. That one, right? Did she do something with the guy from Westlife? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian, and we're on Jamelia Westlife. <laughs> What was the guy, Brian, Brian McFadden? Brian, Mc, Brian McFadden, that was Kerry Katona's husband, wasn't it? Was it? Was it not? Kerry Katona married Brian McFadden. Oh, I might have made that up. I don't think they were married, were they? Kerry Katona was married Katona, to... So she might be. Well, actually, another thing. So, Kerry Katona was in Atomic Kitten. She was. And Lee Trundle played for Bristol City, and he was going out with the women from Atomic Kitten when he played for Bristol City. And I saw him out in Bristol a lot with the other players and not with uh, the Atomic Kitten lady. They uh, they were. They were married. What, Brian, Kerry Catone and Brian McFadden? Yeah. And Hello. I just found, when I Googled it, I found the reason that I knew that was because she they were on um, the Keith Barrett show. Do you remember the Keith Barrett show? What? The Keith Barrett show? Do you remember that? <laughs> well, that was uh, that was Rob Brydon playing. Uh, oh yeah, Marion and Keith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's that would be how I knew that. I would imagine. Mm. Like, so much time. Yeah, they were married. Yeah. Oh wow. Not really. I'm just a big Kerry Katona fan. Well, so I'm like, a big fan of her Iceland adverts. Kerry Katona. <laughs> does she does she grow Peter Andre as well? I don't know. I don't oh, okay. think that was that was Jordan, wasn't it? That was well, it was Jordan, wasn't it? It might be Jordan. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. anyone anyone wants to get in touch with us and. Yeah, inform yeah. us. Yeah, well, that, we're going to have some really angry people on here that we got our Kerry Katona and uh, yeah. Jordan facts wrong here. Yeah. People be um, shouting at the iPod now, <laughs> thinking, you fucking idiots, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Brett Delta Goodrum and Brian McFadden, oh, we'll fuck it, we'll believe it. Um, at number eight is uh, Call On Me by Eric Prids, which I think was one of the songs, that was the song that Mags was down the discotheque. The discotheque, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Padium. In the, I remember, uh, I remember the music video quite vividly. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That's still because I, that would probably after well, in my current state, that would probably get me up dancing now to be honest. But if after a few drinks down the discotheque, that would, uh, <laughs> uh, and number seven is Britney Spears with My Prerogative, which is a cover of the Bobby Brown. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, you know, the, the there's a new Ghostbusters film out in there. Um, yes, I heard. The, yeah. the last Ghostbusters film, Bobby Brown did the, I think he did the soundtrack to that, or he, he had a few songs on the soundtrack to Ghostbusters 2. Mm. But um, I think it's On Our Own was a song Bobby Brown did. I mean, this is going back, this is like 1988, 1989. Mm. Um, at the, my last, like, Leavers Assembly, a primary school in 1989, 
me and my mate got up and did a, like a choreographed dance to uh, on our own by Bobby Brown. <laughs> if you can imagine that, two white, I am uh, I'm trying to, yeah, white eleven-year-olds trying to choreograph a dance to uh, Bobby Brown. Yeah, and, and you're Luckily. glad that things like you know video cameras, <laughs> oh, yeah. phones, they weren't that that popular. You know, there's some yeah. stuff that I did when I was a kid, and I think I'm so glad. Mm. That's not out there for the world to see. I, yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. You have to yeah. it with Steve when you get back together. I'm pretty sure it was fucking good, mate, to be honest. So, um, Number six, uh, Christina Aguilera and Missy Elliott. Uh, but, um, I think Jesus Christ. The cover version of Car Wash. I think. Car Wash, yeah, from the movie, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It's from the um, Will Smith movie. What? Car Wash. Shark, shark, shark Tale, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. I've never seen that. Did. He did a cartoon, yeah, Shark Tale, I think it was called. Okay. And um, you know when they st- when they just sort of started trying to make the cartoons look like the people that did the voices. Yeah. Like Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Robert De Niro was on it. So yeah, and they did they did the they did the songs. He worked in the car wash. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. It's not I'd... a great top ten so far, is it? It's not, is it? No, no. Um, five is Usher uh, with Confessions. You fan of Usher? No, not. I mean, no. that's Confessions. That's probably his best one, isn't it? Is it? I, I can't. I uh, all the others are just him repeating words, aren't they? Yeah. Well, oh my god, yeah. that's it, isn't it? Really? Uh, <laughs> you're right. It's us. That's Usher. <laughs> ticks off the list. We've, we've yep. covered him for tonight. Um, yeah, he's not going to listen to your show anymore. No, no. Uh, Blue, uh, the song called Curtain Falls. I'm not familiar with that song. No. Oh, this no. isn't a good one, is it? It's not a good one, no. At number three is Eminem, Just Lose It. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's that's the one we're singing about um, doing little boys, isn't it? <laughs> is, is it? Yeah. Is it? It's not the one where he, where he talks about, um, he's, there's a, a verse or something where he says something along the lines of, uh, I've gone touched on everything but little boys. That's not a jab okay. at Michael. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And he, yeah. he's dressed up as Michael Jackson in the music. Oh, yes, I remember Jeez. that one. Yeah. Um, number two is "I Lose My Breath" by Destiny's Child. That's a good song. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sing it for you more. Oh, what? It's a good song. Um, that was that was I think I remember that. That was um, like the first song they did in years, wasn't it? That was like their first. Yeah. Thing they, yeah, I think I remember it. Yeah, yeah. They were, I was a big, quite a bit, again, I sound like such an asshole, but I was quite a big fan of Destiny's Child in the early the music, or... Yeah, the music, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got some good good singers in there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you've got some good singers Beyonce is a very good singer, you know. If, uh, when she when she does that, she's, uh, yeah. she's very good. I can't say that I'm a massive fan of her stuff, but... Um, you know, maybe no. in, a, in a different era, she would have done slightly different music. <laughs> I just burped really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> You've sort of burped into the bottle as well, so it's a nice <laughs> reverb. Yeah. I, was, I like that. Yeah, I was trying to, that, was, that was the start of the uh, Destiny's Child song. I was trying to recreate it. But... <laughs> oh, was it? Right, okay. Um, no, I used, to, I used to bang on about a great deal. We're like, again, what a fucking idiot I must have looked like in there. <laughs> A guy I, mean, is... I, I do quote them quite a lot because um yeah. yeah yeah whenever i want to say to someone i've got a question i just go question mm. i just mm. do that and uh and then pause and people just kind of look at me like i'm a bit odd yeah so, yeah they many have influenced people, my life slightly many people get that reference or no 
No, no. Well, it's out there now, so keep going with yes. it. Uh, and number one is Vertigo by U2. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd never liked U2. I had a brief moment. Again, this will tie into uh, my travels. I was in Thailand in a. We had up, so me and my mate. The plan was we were gonna. We had um like an itinerary planned out. We we're gonna go to Thailand from November till midway through December, and then we we're gonna South Africa to watch England play cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went to Bangkok and then flew out to Koh Samui, one of the islands, and we were going to sort of travel around. We ended up staying in Koh Samui for five weeks, I think, in the same place and became almost like fucking locals in, in Koh Samui. And there's a brief moment that we used to basically, I became a, an alcoholic whilst there. We'd drink every day solidly for six weeks. Um, I think I gave myself a stomach ulcer in the process as well. But there was one point at probably about four o'clock in the morning in this bar in Thailand. And we've been drinking solidly all day. And once the day sort of gets long end, the end of the day, they have this, they have this whiskey called, I think it's Samsung in, in Thailand. Right. You basically drink it out of mugs. So they give you a bucket full of it, full of ice. And you just yeah. drink it. And I can remember in this bar and I used to play just like greatest hits bands. I can remember getting it was about four o'clock in the morning they were going for you two's greatest hits and i was like actually i think i quite like you two um that was it though that was the only time i ever liked you two was at that <laughs> point in in thailand apart from that i fucking hate them but well there was that time that they you know penetrated everyone's itunes yeah. without permission wasn't there it's like yeah here you go have our if i wanted your album i'd buy your album <laughs> yeah i don't want it even if it's free, I don't want it. No, and, no, no. And no. I, 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 uh, it's one of those things. I, I, I think I didn't know how to delete them before. <laughs> so occasionally yeah. I'll be have the the phone on shuffle or something in the car, and then something will come on. I go, what the hell is that? And it's a huge U two song from there. Yeah, it just a dodgy em- album uh, embedded it into your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, well, that that top ten was a bit crap, wasn't it? It was last week's mate. It was fucking amazing. That was good, yeah, yeah. It was the, good. The, yeah, eighty. What was it? Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Yeah. 85, it was a solid. Yeah. I think James. I love James. James is a top bloke. He didn't really appreciate that talk tonight. I don't think. <laughs> he was. He wasn't no. too. Um. Wasn't too over over the hill on. Uh, was it Erasure? That he wasn't too. He said. Oh, that was Wheat. Rob. Fucking Rob. Oh, was that Rob? Rob. He preferred the Wheatus version of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A little respect. Good God. Yeah. I thought the podcast was going to end then. Yeah. It was very close. <laughs> it, was, it was a few minutes silence. You might have noticed. I took the headphones yeah. off and looked around the room for a couple of minutes. Just to <laughs> regain my composure before I came back. But yeah. I was close. Right. So Survivor Series 2004 then. So we'll do a bit of so kind of what's going on at this point. So like we, I said, we covered that. Uh, me and Mags covered the that UK Raw, which was leading up to Taboo, Taboo, Taboo Tuesday. Um, so you got Triple H as the World Heavyweight Champion at yep. this point, mm-hmm. and he's kind of still involved in the feud with Orton. Mm. Um, you've got on the other side, you've got the JBL. And Orlando Jordan kind of feuding with Booker T, yeah, and the whole angst. So I watched. I basically I went back and watched the Raw before this and the SmackDown before this. Because I, if there's nothing, oh, wow. you know, I, I put in the research for this. Yeah, so yeah. I ended up watching about seven hours of wrestling for this episode. <laughs> so, but wow. on the Raw before, so not much happened on the Raw before. It was more kind of um, what is a 20 minute Simon Dean 
in-ring segment, basically, where he was wow. pushing his Simon system. It didn't come to anything at all. No. Just basically, he offended a few women in the crowd, and then that was the end of the segment. Nobody came out and beat him up. It was just. Um, I quite like Simon Dean. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like this like episode with Danny. They 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 invested a lot of time and effort into yeah. that gimmick. They they had something with a sort of mid card, lower mid card heel thing with him. I think with that with that sort of shtick. But I've, I I've always you know ever, since I was into wrestling, I don't know why, I just naturally preferred sort of the mid-card scene than the main event scene i always did and i always yeah. liked their sort of a good strong uh mid-card character i didn't mind simon dean it was, it was oh. never going to go to anything but i thought it was quite good fodder yeah and that was, uh, they, spent, they spent a lot of time kind of on that again that was like 20 minutes on raw like and we get <laughs> we go on a year to that no mercy 2005 where he gets murdered by lashley in about yeah. 30 seconds but they they spent a lot and, and again what he wasn't going to be a star, um, but he was kind of like a guy that the new guys would come in and they beat him up first and he'd make yeah. them look good. And he was quite a valuable character for a couple of years. But now they don't, again, they don't spend weeks on vignettes with people, do they? And for them um, to be like mediocre not, people. Not really. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll do a couple of vignettes and then you'll see nothing for a few weeks and then they'll do another one. And they'll turn up for a week and then they'll disappear for two months. They don't really seem to no, no. run with much, do they, really? No. Um, yeah, what what else happened then before this? Uh... So then there was the, the whole playing up of the kind of paranoia with Triple H. So everybody's mm-hmm. saying, like, so as the storyline goes, the Bischoff decides he's gone on holiday, gone on holiday for a month after this show. So he makes it that whoever, whichever team wins the Survivor Series gets control of Raw for the month afterwards yeah so which i also don't remember no i don't remember none of this i don't remember i mean i was on the way i was on my way out of the country so it was a list of my fucking concerns they're playing up to the kind of thing where schnitz is going to be on the team but he says like i'll be on the team but like when it's my week to be in charge of raw i'm coming after your title do you know what that's that's a good storyline for this kind of match i like that that, yeah. I like that kind of thing because you know the matches now it's uh, yeah it's five series matches the Raw versus SmackDown who who really cares but that idea yeah. of you know if your team win then uh, then you get to control the show there's that especially like with this Triple H as a world champion there's that jeopardy of can he really trust them you know sort of thing so I, I like that sort of I'm like that was that was quite good I didn't mind yeah and Edge was similar Edge was like I'll be on your team and that but like if we win then when it's my week. And you're even getting the sort of, because what, beginning of this year, we had the Orton turn, Orton win the title. Mm-hmm. So, and then, then they're kind of suggesting this very slow teaser Batista yeah, turn face as well. Subtle, slow, long term storytelling with Batista. You don't see that much now either, do you? No, that's, and I, I, I like some of those little, just little glances that Batista was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they didn't go too over the top with it. No. Um, yeah, it was quite that was a nice little under underlying yeah. thing. So we also had the, the highlight reel with Jericho and Lita. Um and Lita's talking about her match with Tristratus. And then Gene Snitsky comes down with the baby. And this oh, is the gosh. when he he says to her, like, you know, this is my baby, do you wanna hold my baby? And she looks confused and he says, No, you can't have my baby. And then he <laughs> kicks he boots the baby into the crowd. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that later. I'm mm. sure that, that helps. We'll get to that later. Um, yeah. 
it's one of those that I, ha- I haven't forgotten it happened. I've just happily haven't thought about it for a long time. No, and then no. I started watching this, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, he did that do that, thing. didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. this was, as I said earlier, this is around the time that Heidenreich was uh, was penetrating Michael Cole as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Not that far yeah. off, I don't think. No. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was what was going on on Raw. Smackdown was, I think, a couple of weeks before um, Angle was feuding with the Big Show, and he mm-hmm. shot the Big Show in the arse with a tranquilizer gun, and then shaved his head, which was he needed shaving. I forgot he had hair for that long. Mm. It needed to go that hair, so he did him a favour yeah. really. Um, Carlito beat John Cena on his debut. We talked about that in the. In the did. Yeah I, yeah, I remember that vividly uh, yeah. when it happened. I remember watching that because um, uh, it was it was another one of these things, a bit like, do you remember Fandango against Chris Jericho at Mania? Yeah, yeah. Where um, Fandango went over on, with, on Jericho, but actually, if you watch the match, he didn't get much in. No. He didn't, it wasn't a star-making performance. It was Jericho kind of dominating, and he got – and Carlito was the same thing, and I remember watching that at the time, and um, – it's been like oh, that's a bit pants, but uh, with hindsight, it was it was a good way to push uh, push Carlito straight away um, his character. And then obviously this time period was when his his friend Jesus stabbed Cena in a nightclub. Yeah, as he did, mm. as he do. Um, just not another normal week, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was up. yeah, that was again that that. So yeah, he stabbed. It was just kind of tossed into commentary that oh yeah, he's, John Cena is making his comeback this week from being stabbed a few weeks back but yeah so that was that was going on and you had to, so that that episode of smackdown this is the time when tough enough was running so the first segment on that smackdown was the tory wilson sex test right no don't remember this Go on. I don't remember this no so basically all the people that were in still in tough enough at this point which included the miz i was going to say this year it was the Miz, yeah. Um, the Miz, Ryback and, Ryback and um, the MMA guy who Kurt Angle got into uh, a Daniel proper Kinder. scrap with, yeah. yeah. So Trish Stratus was going to, uh, not Trish Stratus, Tori Wilson was come out to com, uh, conduct a sex test. I'm not sure what a sex test was going to imply, but <laughs> she said they were going to, she was going to bring out a diva and they all had to get off with this. I mean, again, different oh. times alert. They all had to yeah. get off with the diva, and then they would get marks. So they brought out Dawn Marie, and then they were like, "Yeah, this is Dawn Marie." <laughs> but the actual diva you're gonna have to get off with is is May Young, of course. It's always well, of May course Young. Of course, it is. Of course, Young. She dressed as a woman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I think I think Pewter won the sex test in the end, and then he got a lap dance from May Young afterwards. Um, mm. Yeah. So that was a start. That's, of that's what you that, want to that, do with a legit MMA guy, isn't it? Yeah, that segment went on for about <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> that was the start of the show. Was uh, and then you I was some... I was fully expecting before I looked at the card. I was fully expecting some kind of because this really was the uh, just the the time where you know I know the attitude era was as well, but this really was the time where they just had Sable and Tori and Dormery just stripping constantly with no real and i was expecting there was going to be something like that and obviously that wasn't what we got from no the, it wasn't no the women um, no. which i was pleasantly surprised by and and a little confused by but, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so we had what else we had also had uh a match between josh matthews and 
Orlando Jordan SmackDown, which kind of oh, explained what happened on Survivor Series, mm. where Josh Matthews won because Booker T interfered and cost uh, Orlando Jordan a match. Um, yeah. We had a brief, Heidenreich was beating up the crowd uh, and <laughs> went over and started pushing Michael Cole around. And I think Cole bumped to Taz. So Heidenreich was in the ring, sort of calling Taz out, and Taz sort of took his glasses off, took his jacket off, and was getting ready to go in and face off with Heidenreich. And then the Undertaker turned up and sort of scared Heidenreich away. Mm. And then the end. Do you was... know, what? I, I always liked Taz in that role. I mean, I think he's great on commentary. Yeah. But yeah. I, I remember the, the Steve Austin thing. Do you remember that? With, when Steve Austin was going for Michael Cole and Taz just mm. sort of stepped up. And I, I always liked that that sort of thing because a lot of the time when you have ex-wrestlers on commentary, they just become commentators, don't they? But I yeah. like when they, they, have, they don't forget their balls and they're not going to... You know, he still got this crap kicked out of him, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always things. liked that because there was a bit of logic to it. Yeah. Like fairly recently, when they had, I'm not sure it was before the pandemic or... When uh, Samoa Joe was on commentary and Rollins was doing his mm. thing, when Rollins had the um, Authors of Pain with him. Yeah, Joe did it well, yeah. And he was doing, like, taking over the show, and, like, Joe stood up and was like, this is not going to happen. Now, he still was asking to think. It was good to see, like, yeah. fucking Samoa Joe. Even, stand up even, do you know what? Even, do you remember when, what's his name now? Mace. You know, Mace from. Rich- yeah, when he stood up to Lesnar, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um... Dio Madden and he stood mm. up and I remember watching that and going whoa he's a big lad and yeah. he just got trounced and, and <laughs> I, 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 on, I honestly thought it show, shows what a play by him I honestly thought that was building to something yeah I thought they were going to then debut been obsessing over this and they were going to debut yeah. him as this big stuff because he's got a good look this guy I yeah. don't know how good yeah. he's in the ring I know he used to be trained with Booker T didn't he um yeah. I don't know how, how good he is because you don't really get to see it, but I I legitimately thought he was going to, and then they just brought him back as a kid. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but you think if something like that happens, you think, well, yeah, you could, yeah, but no, he didn't use that for anything. It was just, he just got beat up. Just to write him off TV, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he wasn't very good on commentary. Yeah. But, it wasn't brilliant. See. No. Just, so yeah, that was what was going on at this time. That's a brief summary. So yeah, as we're 45 minutes into the show, right? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so you have the um, the intro, mm. which is kind of they show a lot of classic Survivor Series moments. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, with the sort of the the overtop voiceover and the generic rock anthem. Uh, I oh, yeah. actually got me quite hyped for a second. It took me I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I quite that like that generic rock anthem. That was quite the, good. I, I even I tried to write down some uh, some notes about the um, about the arena it was in as well. Yeah. But I really don't think it any of it matters. But what what I did think was interesting. The invasion was held there. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. The gun the gun arena. Ninety six and other other shows done this, but well, that's a, yeah, that's the one. I don't know what it's called. It's called the Rocket something now, isn't it? The, Is it? Rocket fuel bollocks shit house or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that yeah. So when it started and you had the sort of the generic rock music, it was ugly by the by the someone. Yeah, by somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not Jamie. You know, for a second <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, it took me back, you know, to like the saliva days and whoever else they used to have on there, you know. Uh, yeah, good good, good little video package. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the, the moments they kind of pick out, so they show The Undertaker debut and they show the 
end of the invasion storyline and they show the um the screw job and they show Austin getting run over as well. Which is that yeah. all classic survivors classic moments. Moment, yeah. Yeah. So you've got um obviously the Raw and the SmackDown commentary teams was JR and Kingston and it's Taz and Cole and you've got the Spanish announced team as well, which they didn't I think anyone got put through a table, did they? I don't think so. Mm, no, not that I remember. Somebody oh, got their when we get free, but head smashed into a table a few times. But yeah. and then the first match. So yeah, so it was Ray versus Chavo versus Kidman versus Spike Dudley. So I don't remember yeah. Spike yeah. Dudley uh, being uh, yeah. cruiserweight champion. Yeah. No, I remember I remember this run um, of Spike, the boss, uh, where he, he he was in charge of the of the Dudleys. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I saw an interview with him. I don't remember. It, it was probably Chris Van Vliet or some, one of these guys did an interview with him. And he said that this was his favourite period because he actually got to wrestle and not just be thrown around like a, like yeah. a ragdoll. He actually got to do wrestling moves and stuff. It was his favourite sort of time period. But I don't think as a character it was the most interesting that he ever, that he ever was. And another thing as well I, used to, I like about Spike as well. Um, I'm, I'm quite a Spike Dudley fan, you know. I think he's really good at what he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed Spike. Um, I remember him telling that he was telling a story about Bam Bam Bigelow. That Bam Bam, uh, one of the things that he taught him was as a baby face to never lay on his back. So every right. time he gets takes a bump, he always turns to his front or he tries to crawl or something just to show he, there's fight in him still. Yeah. I remember him saying that. And if you watch, I know you shouldn't mention it too much, but if you watch the likes of AEW now. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Kingston's a babyface. He always does that. He, ne- he never lays flat on his back. He's always turning over to his side or crawling. I always like that kind of, uh, yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's Spike, Chavo, Kidman, who, you know, I think Kidman was great, but he, he got no reception here at all, didn't he? <laughs> no, no. So, yeah. So obviously, so Spike was like now the boss of the, of the Dudley boys. Mm. I didn't remember that at all. But um, <laughs> Chavo would been out injured so obviously Chavo came in like is the joining alliance so joining invasion storyline Chavo yeah. came in and was around the cruiserweight thing for a while and then ended up obviously forming Los Guerreros with with Eddie mm. uh, and then so he was legitimately injured a few months before this by Kidman which he mentioned in the match yeah. Do you remember um, that? Or did you I don't remember that, that, no. no I, I, so <laughs> I don't remember any of this at all. <laughs> I remembered lots of this stuff around this, just not this pay-per-view. And mm. I remember, yeah, he hit the um, the shooting star. And if yeah. I remember correctly, his knee hit him in the head. Okay. Or, so, so I think it was the head, and uh, and injured him. And they turned it into a storyline where they, where they turned it into, that was Kidman's, he would hit that shooting star and purposely try and injure people. Yeah, and um, I, this was just before that strange time period where they banned all of those moves. Do you remember that? They wouldn't. Yeah, they, yeah. You couldn't do shooting stars or any of those sort of moves at all. That lasted for a good couple of years, didn't it? Um, so yeah, that was a that was that could have been a good thing for Kidman, but obviously he was never going to get out of the uh, the cruiserweight uh, cruiserweight picture, was he? No, really? but they, yeah, they were selling that later on when he actually went to do that move in this match. It's like all of that terrible dangerous movie does which is like yeah. gonna injure people um yeah. so yeah so just yeah and then if you look at it so kidman came in again joined the alliance mm-hmm. and was um i said i was actually the first him and shane helms was the first wcw match on smackdown wrestling yeah. for the cruiserweight title 
Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and he won that title seven times and fought in a team of Paul London for a bit. Uh, and then turned heel and feuded with London. And then when uh, well, that kind of, uh, he turned heel and then that sort of cemented it when he injured Chavo. Yeah. That kind of cemented him as a heel. But I don't really remember him that much as a, as a heel. I don't think it lasted that long. Like, I mean, it might have lasted a little bit. I don't remember it lasting that long, to be honest. I think, yeah, um, yeah. You know, they, like I said, they were never going to do anything with him outside of the cruiserweight, um, at the cruiserweight world, really. No. But um, I tell you what, he had a great drop kick in this match. Yeah. He had a great drop kick. Who, who, who do you think best drop kick or up there for you? Whatever. Well, yeah, maybe not the best, but one of the best that you think. I think Mr. Perfect had yeah. a had a good drop kick. Yeah. Um. Orton's got a good one when he does it. Well, yeah, Orton's got a good one. Um, and you think back to, again, you didn't see Shawn Michaels in his later career, wouldn't do it very often, but when he was in the Rockers, mm, yeah, he would drop kick. Um, he, would put some, he would put some behind it, wouldn't he? Yeah, it would look like actually a, an effective move. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, but I, perfect I would be my go-to man for drop kicks, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, perfect. Probably, you're probably right, to be fair. I think um, there's a couple of little things I noted in this was when uh, Ray got hit in the, clearly in the chest and then commentary, they kept going on about how he got hit in the temple. So, but it yeah. was just so glaringly nowhere near. <laughs> but strange um, you think with, with Ray, obviously, because Ray come in and he was in and around the cruiserweight division for all this time, mm-hmm. really. And it's only, what, a year down the line, or about 18 months down the line where he become yeah. become champion so do, do you think as great as he was do you think he would have ever become world champion if what happened <laughs> didn't happen it would eddie uh it's a tough one you know because um if you'd have asked me at the time i would have said no but with hindsight i mean i could have seen a a world title program between them yeah because uh, eddie was destined to hold that title again he, he was having a great run before you know, yeah before what happened happened um and they they obviously just came out of a feud, but there was always room for them to revisit that. So I could have seen, you know, him getting revenge on Big Bad Eddie and getting the title a, a little while down the line. But honestly, possibly not, because Eddie was yeah. their big their big crossover Latino star, and they've only really got room for one of those at a time. Haven't they? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's, it's strange to see him at this point because I think everybody knew when he came in he was he was great. But yeah, um, whether over, I mean, over anything. yeah. So if you'd have stuck around long enough, he may have, he may have yeah. got a run. But I mean, it was, it was, um, yeah, this match was, was fine. It was fine. It was, it was a WWE style cruiserweight match, wasn't it? It was controlled, but it was fine. Everything they did was, was all right. Um, I did like one thing. I did like was when you know when they all huddle up outside of the ring and someone yeah. goes to do a dive and you yeah. just, it looks really convoluted. They did that, but then Spike went and they just stepped out of the way. I like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just yeah. like, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor old Spike took one Poor of the horrible bumps. So, um, yeah, it was all right when it. It was fine. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, I quite enjoyed again Spike playing like the the cowardly kind of underdog heel character. Yeah, he did it well. I think it just you know I. My my favourite spike is when he was with Molly and getting the piss kicked out of him every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was my favourite. You know, the Dudleys and Steve Austin just beating him up every week. That was my favourite uh, spike. Yeah. When you get a character like that, it's quite, if they're a good wrestler as well, it obviously helps. But you can do the whole thing about them being the the underdog. Mm. And then if you want to turn him a heel, it's like 
yeah, he's a little prick and he wants him to get beaten up. And if he's a face, it's like, well, actually, you want to see him do well because he's the underdog. And then you switch it the other way and it's like, yeah. And yeah. if he's good at if he's good at getting chucked around like Spike was, he can do both. So Like James Ellsworth, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well he won me, <laughs> he's not a very good wrestler though, is he? No, there was no. one the thing I liked about him is there was always a genuine uh there was always a genuine concern that he might die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he, good when stuff. he was taking the styles clash and you just yeah. he, you don't know if he's actually gonna make it out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. And was, I think that was was that Survivor Series promo with him and when it was he was on the SmackDown team when he and Jericho was like what the hell are you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah even a mascot wasn't he yeah 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 uh, yeah and Braun Strowman just destroyed him best use yeah. of Braun best use of Ellsworth yeah what do you call him uh Chins Chins McMahon and I think what is it Chins McMahon yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he had yeah. The, 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 the no chin music and all that stuff. The whole, the yeah. whole gimmick was the fact that he was ugly, wasn't it? Yeah, was pretty much, yeah. yeah. Well, not bless him, he's a bit dodgy, isn't he? But, uh, well, he is very dodgy, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. imagine Vince finding hilarious for about six months. Oh, for sure. Probably yeah. thinking, this they, little they got their money doing. out of him, didn't they? Yeah. To be fair. He beat, didn't he beat AJ three times? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <Christ. sighs> So, uh, obviously, Spike wins it in the end. It's good. Yeah. Good finish. So Travis got him pinned and Kidman. It's that quality fucking leg drop from over the top rope into the ring. Love that. Yeah. Onto Chavo and then Ray takes Kidman out and then Spike next to win. Yeah. So, perfect. Yeah, fine. So do you know who Spike lost the title to? I think I wrote it down somewhere. Did oh, I write it down? I can't remember. No. Um, did I write it down? This is me consulting my notes. I think he lost it to somebody quite random. Da, 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 da. No, I didn't write it down. So just imagine who he lost it to. Something great, <laughs> I imagine, surely. Um, it, was, it, was, it wasn't when uh, it wasn't when Chavo Guerrero, uh, Chavo Senior won it, was it? No, no but that's Chavo Guerrero Junior, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah. We're in that kind of period. Well, Chavo, yeah, yeah Chavo went went it and lost it to uh, lost it to his dad. I think Chavo lost it to Jacqueline as well. So yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, Tried yeah. was the last. Yeah. Official champion, wasn't he? If, if you don't count the new one, which they don't. Well, I mean, nobody. I mean, it was good that again. Look, you talk about um, Spike reminded me of uh, Enzo a bit. When Enzo, they, again, as another dodgy character. But yeah. that last run, there's a heel he had where he was. Yeah, I could see that that comparison. Yeah, he, he was just an irritating little shit, wasn't he? And uh, Funaki, he lost it too. Okay. That's not so bad, is it? No, Funaki, and uh, he beat Rey Mysterio for it, which is random, isn't it, really? But, uh, yeah, I think the yeah, Dudley boys helped in that match, so... They must have done. Yeah. yeah. This was yeah. this was the time period when um, Triple H got drafted to SmackDown. Yeah. And then they went, no, 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 we're not having that. Triple H, go back to Raw, and, and we'll give you Booker T and the Dudley boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was, worth, he was worth three of them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and the Dudley's went over. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Then we get Heidenreich and Paul Heyman backstage. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is, again, this is in the in the list of if your wife comes down and catches you watching this, you'll be wondering what, yeah, what you're actually watching. So I was thinking that when I was yeah. watching it, yeah. So they, they, they're sort of talking and Heyman says, oh, I'm, I'm going to go and get you a straight jacket because obviously Heidenreich has to wear a straight jacket to the ring. Yep. As per Teddy Long. And then yep. Switchy comes in. 
yeah. and they start grunting and shouting each, each other. other don't they? Very close, yeah. And you kind of think they might again, sexual tension. They might yeah. kiss. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. They would just it's, it's a free a free song of uh, yeah electricity yeah, this was, there. This was um, this was as you mentioned this was Shitsney when uh, during his baby kicker phase before he started licking feet. Yeah, um, great character. Uh, and do you know what? I also completely forgot that Paul Heyman was with Heidenreich before this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Completely blocked that out of my memory. But he, you know, I remember Curtis Axel and when he was with Ryback and all those sort of things. I don't remember him being with. Did you forgot Heidenreich? No. Yeah. So but obviously, he's got I went back and did a lot of fucking Heidenreich-related research <laughs> in the last. I've watched more Heidenreich matches than anyone in the last. You might as well do a Heidenreich. You might as well. Just yeah, do a Heidenreich yeah. Like podcast. Like I feel like we've done it. To be honest, me and Danny would be up for that definitely. You've got for two, yeah. like fifty episodes of it. Especially yeah, so, on him and and Shitsney, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they they just Heidenreich and because like we said on that episode, the original, oh, oh, perhaps one well, of the original well, plans was to bring Heidenreich back as a cryogenically frozen Nazi <laughs> stormtrooper with Heyman, who's <sighs> Jewish. Now, I didn't go did, through with that. Did he have one of the weirdest? Because you obviously have have people like uh, the Godfather who had different characters, different character names, all that. But Heidenreich yeah. was Heidenreich the whole time. Right? Yeah. And he debuted, if I remember, as Stone Cold's mate. Well, he was hanging around Stone Cold outside the arena when he trying to get in. And yeah, and then and then he became all rapey and and he was in a straitjacket and then uh, started reading poetry and then was a member of. LOD. Yeah. <laughs> is that not is that's gotta be one of the weirdest. Well, when he first came in he had an imaginary friend, which we again we spoke <laughs> we got overall grown out for the podcast, but yeah. He had an imaginary friend, little Johnny, I think it was. Are so, you thinking of R Truth? No, 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 no. It was before. It was just pre I think R Truth's ripping off Hyden Right. Oft, oft, often get R Truth and Hyden Right mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so but yeah, but he first he he was talking about his like that thing with Austin, I think he said all oh, little Johnny B so excited to meet you obviously little johnny didn't exist apart from in heidenreich's mind but in ovw little johnny was like a doll we used to bring to the ring oh, so no. he's not only influenced our truth he's also influenced alexa bliss alexa as well. bliss yeah so big influence there yeah he had a big influence but then that, he had that gimmick and he was on raw for a bit but he was just a kind of general weirdo and then he lost the match to rico on um <laughs> Rico will come up again later. Rico really? on like heat or whatever, and then he vanished for a while, and then came back as Paul Heyman's psychopath, Heidenreich. Yeah, we we need to try and influence James from that nineties podcast to get hold of Heidenreich, and he must be oh, around, right? He must be around, mustn't he? Yeah. You love yeah. a Heidenreich interview. That would be great. I think, I think he must be around. He's got some he's, stories to tell. Yeah. surely. I don't think people are looking for him though. That's a big it's a raid. I'm going to start. This is this is my crusade now. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna find him. Danny's got like a, a shoot interview at Heidenreich's Apparently, he's well, he, I actually he, he sent a message. He, well, I've seen I've seen the copy of the DVD, so it exists. But I'm gonna mm. try and find and 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 that uh, that lady from the last episode that you did that doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. No. Got, no. got some sort of injunction now against it's WWE, black hole. But yeah. So yeah, Snitsky says I like your poetry and. Heidemarch says, I like what you do to babies. And then they get, again, they very, uh, uh, there's lots of grunting and groaning. Yeah. And again, this again, if, if any, if any normal person come in, like, what are you, what are you watching? You're watching yeah. two men in their pants 
face to face grunting and groaning at each other. This is where our next season's headed, my man. You said it earlier. This yeah, yeah. And to be fair, Hyder Ray doesn't look too bad. Snitsky is covered in fucking acne as well. I mean, that boy must be <laughs> roided up to the fucking gills, mustn't he? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when he did the um, ECW stuff and he shaved yeah. his head? And he oh yeah, he looked used ter- teeth terrifying. Dying. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. that's wrestling. That's wrestling yep. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we've got a nice clean. Uh, so like Christian. With Tomka, and this is the debut of his new theme music, Christian, which is, mm. but his theme music forever in WWE yeah. anyway. Um, versus Shelton. Not, not his best theme. Not his best theme. What's his best theme? Christian. Totally. Love <laughs> that so much. Love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there for me. I love it. It ends with people like chanting in Latin, doesn't it? At the end yeah. of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Forget the brood. That was that was the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Edge would have come out to that uh, before uh, Adam and Ben. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that would have been great. Um, and then uh, Shelton Benjamin. And yeah. Uh, also, so Shelton won the Intercontinental Title at Taboo Tuesday, which we spoke about on that other show mm. from Y2J. Uh, Christian has spent most of the year. So WrestleMania this year is when he wrestled Jericho and uh, yeah, beat and, tr- and beat him and Trish. Yeah turned at the same time and I think he was injured that was, that was the that was the beginning of a big push and then obviously like you say it yeah derailed didn't it yeah yeah um but this match I mean the it, again it's, it's one of those things where you think why didn't Shelton Benjamin ever get like because obviously he's still around there he was over and at this point fucking JR is pushing him as much as he possibly yeah. could instead of in, in that Apart from saying like this guy is going to be a multi-time world champion, Jr. is like, oh, he's incredible. He's the best pure athlete. He's the best pure wrestler. Mm, he's going, going to be something special. Yeah. yeah. And he, do you know what he should have been? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, definitely. I, yeah. And the, the things you hear about the reason that he never got big was because of his mic skills. But his mic skills weren't that bad. I know work. There's a lot worse. Yeah. And, and I would say that his stuff in his later years is actually quite good when they actually gave him the stick. Um, you know, he did he did a couple of things. Uh, end of 2019 where they actually gave him a microphone but you know when he did some of the stuff with Brock yeah yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. and he was actually quite quite good um he was he was over as anything at this at this time and he was having a rocket strapped to him and um hey let's not let's not speculate why he never got there but uh yeah no no, no 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 I mean there, didn't he? we kind of uh, know we probably all, we all know why let's be, let's yeah. just be brutally honest yeah but. he 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 had he had and has everything I think really he, you know he, not the strongest on the mic but Certainly not offensive on it. No, no. And again, what he came in is what the team angle thing. Before that, he'd been a like a high out there with Lesnar and a sort of like collegiate wrestling yeah. kind of thing. Um, they came in with the team angle stuff, and then yeah, with Charlie Haas. Yeah, and then he got drafted to Raw this year. That was when he beat Triple H on his first night in, I think. Yeah, but he, he beat drafted. him three times. I think yeah. two or three times. Yeah, him. yeah, really. And obviously, you know. You can't watch a Money in the Bank ladder match highlight reel without seeing yeah. some shell. You know he was um, yeah. he was over. I I I sort of remember that ladder match, that first one he was on, uh, thinking that he was going to win it. I was convinced he was the one that was going to win it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, they 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 good match. It's funny when you watch stuff like this because obviously a couple of years ago they were they were still there in WWE together, weren't they? And uh, yeah, they had a they had a ladder match in probably 2000 i think it was 2009 
the ECW title, which was really good. This wasn't quite there, but it was pretty good. I, one of the things I, I did uh, make a note of, because it made me laugh, was they said at one point that the crowd was raucous. You hear that? Raucious. There, was li- there, was, there was literally an old woman in the front row. They could barely see over the barrier. You could just see her eyes just looking over <laughs> yeah. the thing. And it was, just, it was just shot straight on her as they said it. And uh, yeah, I mean, they were they, the crowd was a bit dead. I think for the whole night, either that or my my yeah, no, they my weren't sound was great, but they weren't they they picked up a little bit later on. But um, yeah, they weren't. Uh, they they came they came live a bit for the finish on this, didn't they? With the when Tomko got involved. What, yeah. what, what do you think of Tomko? <laughs> I mean, yeah, again, we're at that time where there's everyone. There's a lot of big guys just being sort of chucked yeah. in, and you kind of think, well. If they work, they work. If they don't, then, you know, nothing lost. I think he's probably in that mm. group, really, of fucking people that they, they try to do stuff with. Yeah. Right. Obviously, you get an infinite... In, we'll start again. So we get some interference from Tom Coe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm surprised in a way that like he didn't get more of a kind of... Obviously, he went on to TNA and did some stuff in Japan and... To be fair, I've not mm. I've not gone into detail on the career of Tyson Tomko because you know I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm a 43 year old man with a lot of stuff to do, so I got better <laughs> things to be fucking doing and doing that. But um, but yeah, he he, he did yeah. this kind of again. So we talk about it later on. He was kind of with Christian and Trish, and it was like the problem solver running up as this gimmick. Mm. And um, but yeah, he was one of those just a, a guy running a big beast that was there to fill a gap. Yeah, it's just um generic big guy bodyguard really, wasn't he? But um but yeah, I didn't the, the, I didn't know the match result as much, so I was convinced Christian was gonna win it a couple of points. I didn't know how it went. Yeah. So Yeah, especially when the interference stuff that happened, I thought that's where that was going. But yeah, the crowd actually came alive a little bit when that happened and uh, and yeah, it was uh, again, Shelton was, was um over pretty strong really in this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's odd that he was he was there and didn't redo really it. So he had the longest in the continental title run of the two thousands, two hundred and forty four days. Did he really? And he wow. lost his Carlito. So, yeah. So let me go back. So obviously we'll say that Shelton won that match. So maybe mention that yeah. Bit, but yeah, but Shelton yeah. obviously because he had the longest run, he obviously mm. won. So BA wins with a nice T T bone kind of suplex. I love that. Yeah, I liked when he used that. Yeah. But again, he just looks whenever he does any moves, he looks just so Slick. crisp and so fucking yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's so, great. He's still great when they give him a chance. He's still great. Yeah. You, when you were asking the question a few weeks back about the um, about the evolution, and you pretty much described the hurt business, <laughs> minus minus the big monster. Yeah, well, yeah, but Bobby Lashley's a big monster, but you've got your big star, you've got your guy from the past that's guiding them, you've got yeah. your young up and comer, but then you've got Shelton. In the middle, but well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was way about Shelton doing that kind of, yeah, but yeah, but that was what that's what they were. I don't know why they kind of, I mean, I've sort of Shelton and Cedric Alexander are back together on his team, yeah, we can't, of, but... we can't get into that because it makes me cross, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just make a fucking head hurt, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> literally, the, the notes, the notes I wrote for the next thing were Edge, Angle, and Eugene did a thing, that's the whole hmm. note that I wrote. But look, the Edge had a block out at this point. So, yeah. what, we were in 2004, Edge mm-hmm. debuted in 98, 99? I was going to say 99. Uh, could be 98. 
we did Judgment Day '98 a few weeks ago. And he was at that. Okay. So I think '98. So he's been rested for six years. Mm. I imagine he's probably in his mid twenties. Why he's got a book out? It's probably, <laughs> he's not done anything, has he? What did he do? He won a well, couple of tag I titles. Suppose, suppose the, the ladder matches and TLC and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Suppose. Um, but no, not not. Not he's really, probably about think. 26, 27. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when the I news suppose... came out about him and Lita and that, everyone that bought the book were like, come on. You yeah. should release <laughs> this next year, for Christ's sake. That was, before, that, was, that was after this, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd he'd been been yeah. <laughs> would have been some goss in there, but... Uh, I think yeah. once, um, once Foley got his book out, it was like, well, everybody, everybody needs write a book. book. Yeah. Um... um and then Eugene, I think we're the very early early stages of Eugene at this point. Mm-hmm. So, but then here he's yeah, doing the whole oh your crit angle and doing the you suck thing. But is why he had big hands on. I'm not sure, but it's yeah. funny, isn't it? It's funny, yeah, it's funny, yeah. Big hands are funny. Yeah, and then we get a we get an advert for WrestleMania. Yeah. And Cole's very excited because it's just around the corner. Well, yeah. we're in November at this point, <laughs> so we're six months away. <laughs> we're yeah. six months away from April, so. But yeah, and uh, that was the WrestleMania 21. So that was the whole. Was that the? Oh, that, was that, the, that, that was oh, 21. Uh, that was that was Lesnar and Angle, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. Must have. Yeah, that that was. Yeah, because 20 was the um, the Eddie and Benoit celebration at the end, wasn't it? So the next year, Eddie and Ray were in the open. I match. thought Lesnar was gone by this point. Because oh, when you, was? Yeah, you're probably right. I think Lesnar and Goldberg was this year. I think this year was so, oh, so yes. twenty one was Lesnar and Angle was nineteen, wasn't it? Cena won the beat JBL for the title. Yeah, you're right. I'm completely wrong. What... Yeah, and Batista and Triple H, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and Angle was right. in, Angle and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, so I got my years completely mixed up there. Yeah, never yeah, mind, mate. Right. Don't worry. We had it all this out, so it's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> And then we get so the first traditional Survivor Series match of the night. So Angle's team. Yeah. Angle's team. Wow. So Kurt Angle, Luther Reigns, Mark yeah. Jindrak, and Carlito. So Luther, I got a lot. I got about I got about four pages of notes from Luther Reigns. So strap <laughs> yourself in for Luther Reigns chat. Yes. That's so what again, I until I started digging, I didn't really wasn't really aware of Luther Reigns at all. So oh, really? he, he came for the power plant. In WCW, mm-hmm. Morty's nodding like he knows all this stuff already. No, so. I did know that. I did know that. And okay, he was yeah. Bodyguard or, so, or something, wasn't he at one point? Well, I don't know. I don't know what he did before he was a wrestler. Oh. I've not gone that far back, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> but he came from, and then he was a wrestler in WCW doing enhancement stuff called Horseshoe. Yeah. Yeah. I'd forgotten <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forgotten that. He did. He I'd had a, didn't he have a horseshoe haircut or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently yeah. he uh, was trying to. Sort of shoehorn the word, well, shoehorn the word shoe into his promos, and then he he settled up on the line that there's no business like shoe business. That was his tagline. But, I mean, to be right. fair, he was he was he was wrestling on WCW main event at the time. If you put in horseshoe WCW into YouTube, the first match that comes up is horseshoe versus Jim Powers. So, well, he yeah, wrestled I'll, a lot I'll, on. I'll definitely do that when we finish do this. That. Yeah, as yeah. soon as you finish this. Um, and then, yep. do you remember uh, there was um, a segment on Nitro where Roddy Piper was, I think it was, I'm not sure what it was for. It was, uh, I think it was uh, Uncensored 97. 
So it was going to be the NWO versus the Horseman, and Piper was going to get his own family together. And mm. he did like tryouts of people in the ring that were going to be potential. He, he wanted like nobodies basically to be his family. So he was one of the people that tried out for was that he? as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. No, I, <clears throat> no, I look. I've gone back and watched that segment today. So. But it, it ended up John Tenter <laughs> come out for that segment. He was on. The, <laughs> they did this segment on Nitro, and UTC Rob will be obviously nodding sagely at this. But mm. Piper was trying out people to be in his family. It ended up being some bloke who came to the room with boxing gloves on. I don't know. He's unknown. I don't know who he was. Uh, the guy who had gone to be Roadblock. Oh, Roadblock, John, yeah. And John Tenter. That set up settled on Piper's family, and then the week after he just sacked all that off, and then ended up joining the Horseman team. For, uh, wow! Yeah, but I mean that's for a, a show we're not even talking about. So, um, <laughs> and he came in then when Kurt Angle was assistant was GM of SmackDown, which was 2003, I think. He was in a wheelchair, wasn't he? Yeah, he came in as yeah. his assistant, mm. um, and they ended up joined being joined by Mark Jindrak who obviously had come yeah. through the power plant as well. Yeah, the reflection of perfection. He was, yeah. He had that short run as a kind of Lex Luger-esque, narcissist yeah. character. They, he won the former WCW World Tag Team Champion with uh, Sean O'Hare. He was, yeah. Natural and thrillers, wasn't he? Obviously, the, he was going to be in Evolution as well. He was, yeah. They took, they had a, they had a, they had a uh, promo for him and everything, didn't they? Mm. With, the, with them walking in the suits and and then decided against it. He, he went on to have a really good career in Mexico, and he's still going, I think, in Mexico. He's still wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so good for him. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I think a lot of the guys in the Natural Born Thrillers had a had a hell of a lot of potential, really. I think they all had, most of them had abuse issues, substance abuse issues. But you know, you look at them: Sean O'Hare, Chuck Palumbo. Um, who was who was the who was the mouthpiece that was quite good? What was his name? I've gone blank for a second. Uh, obviously, with Mark Ginger, Sean stays out, but less of the band there. Um, <laughs> me, <laughs> yeah. me, yeah, yeah. Who was who was the mouthpiece for Natural Born Thrillers? Can you remember? No, I'm sure Rob. You should see Rob. We shouting out. He's going to be so angry. He will yeah. be. Sorry, yeah. Um, it was. No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Chuck Palumbo, Johnny the Bull. Johnny the Bull, Stamboli. Uh, Mark Ginger, Mike Sanders. Mike Sanders. Now, he had an upside. Above, am, above average Mike Sanders. Yeah. Uh, Reno, Reno, Sean O'Hare and Sean Stasiak. So there's a lot of guys there that did have a lot of potential, really, but it was the dying yeah. days, wasn't it? And then they came yeah. over. I think I think they liked Sean O'Hare when he came over because he had a good good look and he was very athletic. And well, Sean O'Hare did a lot, of, a lot of good stuff about him, but obviously, again, uh, substance abuse and that sort yeah. of stuff, unfortunately, yeah. wasn't it? But, uh, but yeah. Um, Sean O'Hare doing the Super Piper when... Mm. When he came over, it's. I mean, that started well, but then he ended up taking the back seat to Piper, didn't he? With Piper, yeah. the, the mouthpiece was good, but then after a few weeks, it became about Piper and Mister America, didn't it? And Zach <laughs> Allen, all this nonsense. So, uh, um, so yeah, yeah. But apparently, so the the story goes that Vince was pretty high on Jindrak being an evolution, but it was Triple H was like, it's a bad influence on Orton because Orton must have been about fucking. 12. 19 at this point, yeah. So, <laughs> so they, yeah, end up going back to old man Dave. But oh, it's strange I mean, to it think, like, well. yeah, I think if Jindrak would have gone in to that role, I don't see it being any. Obviously, I don't think Mike Jindrak now would be starring in Guardians of the Galaxy. And 
being a I major think, star. Um, I think obviously evolution was the next evolution of the horseman, but I think I think with the likes of Batista, where he had that big muscle guy, a big monster yeah. guy, is what made it different enough. I think yeah. if you had Jindrak, another you know younger looking kid in the suit, then I think. Uh, Maybe it would. It, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have made that much of a difference. But Batista, no. I think he was the wild card, really, wasn't he? How about if we put Luther Reigns in there instead of Batista? <laughs> Luther Reigns, Heidenreich, Tom yeah. Cole, and Snitsky. That's that's what we needed. <laughs> that'd have been that'd have been that'd have been fucking devolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had, they had a similar thing to that, didn't they? With um, again, it might have been poor old Angle again, or or was it Heyman when they had Lesnar and um they had lesnar with matt morgan yeah. train nathan jones yeah yeah there was a thing in the hit so the, the, the team started coming up did you say who the teams were so it was team angle with Lufa. yeah i think i did team angle i didn't go through the other team yet though yeah so and carlito yeah. obviously carlito recently yeah. u.s champion with jesus mm-hmm. yeah but i didn't mention the uh the other team yet no, so the the other team was pretty pretty big team, wasn't it? It was uh, it was Big Show. Was it was it Team Big Show? No, it was I think Eddie was a team captain. Team Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Big Show, Eddie, RVD, and Ross Benoit, wasn't it? No, it was Cena, wasn't it? Of course, it was bloody Cena. And Benoit was another <laughs> one. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, there was a bit in this that legitimately made me laugh out loud, and that doesn't happen often at wrestling. Okay. Big Show had recently had his ankle hurt, hadn't he? Yeah. So he came out with his boot perfectly taped. Yeah. It was the most ridiculous thing. But that plays into it later on when, when he's got the he's in the ankle. Why is his boot there? taped? Yeah. <laughs> he's a big guy though. <laughs> um, oh, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that team, Big Show, RVD, Eddie, Cena, you've got well, all all they all enough. Hall of Famers already. Right? Well, Big Show's not he's not going to go in the Hall of Fame now, is he? Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he was but no they are yeah they're all big big stars aren't they? and Cena was uh, like properly over as well yeah, Cena yeah. Come out. Cause it was his return as well from being stabbed so <laughs> but the crowd fucking loved Cena and again it was like I enjoy I quite, I, I quite enjoy like serious like he wasn't really serious but like that kind of like the word life music and the and he was like he was coming back to beat up Carlito because Carlito and Jesus had, you know Screwed him up. Yeah, the title I know. And... I was saying that. Yeah, not necessarily a serious character, was it? But it was uh, had a bit more of an edge to it. And obviously, we didn't know then. If you if you look at it now with like 2021 eyes, you know what Cena had done. And mm. whereas back then, it was obviously they took the title off him now because at this point, because they, I mean, I don't know at this point, they already had him earmarked to win the world title at WrestleMania. But he was obviously massively popular, yeah. massively over. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and then. Yeah, and then and uh, and then they Cena and Carlito uh, had a brawl, didn't they? Mm. Parking lot. So you know, apparently uh, with Carlito, the original plan when they brought him in was they were going to make him a like a metrosexual character. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the initial plan they were going to put him with Rico and make him like. A... <laughs> of course they were. Of course they were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Which obviously, because if you any, if you know anything about Carlito, apparently he's he's the opposite of metrosexual yeah it's yeah it's like um, literally quite happy to put it about a bit yeah so the stories go so the stories go yeah but in nick's um, idea luckily for him i'd imagine yeah. i made him into 
Colito, Caribbean Cool. Yeah, which he's still still doing the Apple stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think he said he said once that he, he um, I think someone asked him whose idea it was, and I think he just in one of these vignettes he just picked up an apple off the market. He was doing like um, Razor Ramon style vignettes, and he just picked yeah. up an apple and spat it in someone's face, and then the guys were like, "That's good, keep doing that." <laughs> doing that yeah that just became yeah. that just became his whole give it like you know yeah, we yeah. our truth earlier yeah when he did the a great promo and mentioned little jimmy when he first turned turned heel yeah and then obviously he must have got back and everyone went the little jimmy stuff is over just do that forever <laughs> yeah, um, yeah yeah completely yeah completely derailed you know he's he's because i think when he first turned he was supposed to be this unhinged you know, guy who's a bit comical, but he was supposed to be this unhinged guy, and then it just became his goofball with a little make-believe friend. I think that's what happened with Carlito and the Apple. I think it was just a bit, and they went, "Nope, that's your whole gimmick now." That was good when he when he turned when he turned heel on C, didn't he? Uh, I truth and truth uh, on John Morrison in in uh, in England, wasn't it? Was it in Manchester yeah. or London? And he started smoking, and everyone went, "That's illegal." <laughs> but then it led to him having that. Was it? Capital combat or something like that. When he had punishment, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a world title match, um, WWE title match with Cena that again yeah. became all about kids, didn't it? And the child threw a drink in his face, and that's what cost him the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had, he had his that's main impressive event. knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had his main event because uh, one of the reasons I remember that is because that was one of the one of the points where Zack Ryder started getting massively right. over because he was doing his YouTube show. Yeah. And our truth was going around the arena going, Zack Ryder's got a T-shirt. And they're kicking off about this conspiracy. And that I remember the because Zack Ryder then just put that in pretty much every one of his videos for the next few weeks. So our, our truth, our, I mean, our truth as a as a heel, I've seen some of the stuff that he did in TNA. And obviously that original, he could have been huge. Again, you know, who knows why he did it wasn't. But, yeah. But we think back to that. Was it him in Miz versus uh, The Rock and John Cena? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of yeah. career longevity, I mean, the guy still looks 20. Oh, yeah. Exactly and, the same, yeah. He's got a job for life there. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, so Cena comes down, Carlito runs off, and Jesus runs off, and then we end up following them backstage, and they end up chucking a woman out of the car, and then they drove off. Yeah, Cena's like, yeah, Cena's like, oh. Was a it lasted them, really. for quite a while, so presumably yeah. the two teams were just stood in the ring. Just watching the watching the screen, yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, we go back and nothing's happened, yeah. really, is it? They just stood there. No, <laughs> they just stood there. <laughs> no, no, no. Other, yeah. So you know, um, so that the heels are off to a, a three-four disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plucky, plucky underdogs. Yeah, the heels are plucky heels. Yeah. To Mark Jindrak. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. Angle, I think once he, once he, again, as a bold person, uh, once Angle shaved his head, I mean, he looked, he, he was a machine at this point when he Angle. Yeah. Yeah. He took him more I, seriously I, when he was bold. I couldn't take him seriously yeah. when he had a hair. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if he won a gold medal with a broken neck. You're looking Breaking good. Breaking neck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm, I've, I've told you in the past, I'm big. Big Kurt Angle guy. If you ask yeah. my favourite, I can't tell you one favourite, but I would always say, you know, my my favourites would be from when I was a bit when I was really into it. My favourites would be William Regal, Taz, and Kurt Angle. But yeah. I don't say it's Chris Benoit as well because that's a bit 
Yeah, but... I can't really go back and watch many. Ma- I mean, I can go back and watch them in, in in shows, but I don't really search them out. It just feels no. a bit bit off, doesn't it? But um, but Angle, yeah, I mean, he's he's just the best, and he really could. Yeah, yeah, he was incredible. Um, and then you've got different styles as well. Obviously, RVD, Eddie, all look incredible Hell of a team. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hell of a team. I like that at one point Taz goes, Van Damme's amazing, and Cole just goes, well, he's supple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun. <laughs> but for a guy, like, obviously, we've, just, we've covered before like, ECW stuff and kind of things like that. We haven't done a lot of RVD stuff, but yeah, he's, as an original style, again, pretty stiff style as well, all mm. things considered. But um, And obviously then Ed is, at this point, he's approaching the you know, yeah. That, we, we, we spoke about in that No Mercy 2005, where he come off that run as a heel and then was kind of teasing, is he a face? Is he not a face? Is he a. Like, he would have mm-hmm. gone on to be like a fucking incredible character. He, he, was, he was heading towards another title run. It felt like it, didn't it, at the mm. time? It felt like that's what they were gearing up for. I was, I was sure of it. And I think that, that would have been that would have been his real moment in the sun. I think he was next level. He was, yeah, he was over for years, but I think his next level over, really, because everything he did worked, didn't it? After, after yeah. a point, once he came back, um, everything he did really worked, didn't it? But, um, but yeah, so um, that match, you know, it was the usual sort of Survivor Series thing. <laughs> really, they majorly, but so uh, RVD was the was the first person. Yeah, yeah. They majorly balls that up, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the ref was like, and the, the commentators like, no, he didn't. Did he? You know, like the bells rung. Well, yeah. yeah. So, so he, yeah. he had he had his shoulder up off the mat, mm. and he was in the ropes. And Angle was straddling the ropes, and little Nate yeah. was kind of he was just called it anyway. I think he was just like I I think the match had already gone on for quite a while by this point. I think he thought screw it. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> let's yeah. Get yeah. Guys, he yeah. was staring right at him. Angle yeah. was in the ropes. RVD was in the ropes. Shoulders up. That's definitely a three. Yeah, but like there's a, there's. <laughs> There's supposed to be a pin around this point, so I'm just gonna fucking do it anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Carr had no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then quite um, soon afterwards was when um, Little Nation did a fast count on Jindrak as well, didn't he? Whilst looking at again, I think Eddie had his feet on the ropes. Yeah, yeah, Nature yeah. Just a little, I keep on Little Nature. You know who I mean, Charles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just keeps staring at. He was just staring at Eddie's feet and was like, nope, three. Just yeah. He just given up by this point, didn't he? It was like, if they're going to cheat, then the yeah, Ed is going to be a good man to cheat as well. So he yeah. cheats too. Um, and then you get the yeah the ankle lock on Big Show's big ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, or Big Show pins Luther Reigns as well. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, that's the I mean, last time we're going to talk about Luther Reigns on this podcast. Good. So fingers yeah. crossed. Decent choke slam. Yeah. Is all right. Yeah. Uh, ankle tries <laughs> to leg it and RVD cuts him off. Mm-hmm. And then everybody comes in. So Angle does a FU... Frog splash and big show pins angle. Yeah, it's, that's it. they all hit the finishes and that's that's it, isn't it really? So yeah. um, it was it was strange booking, I thought, but I guess heel come up. But it wasn't really heel come up, was it? Because the big story going in, I suppose, was Carlito and the stabbing and he yeah. away. Yeah, big show got of... a bit of bit of heat back with his ridiculous ankle. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was fine, wasn't it? Yeah, these weren't um, really the main stories on, because obviously this is on the SmackDown side of things. The main stories on SmackDown are the Undertaker stuff and the JBL stuff and then the rest of the Tory, stuff. Tory sex games or whatever it was. So, yeah, 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 yeah. 
20 minutes. But that's, that, that's impressive enough to say that this isn't you've got all those guys involved in this match, and mm. that's not even near the main story on SmackDown. That's true. That's true. It's a good point. Yeah, it's like the third, third and fourth storylines really, aren't they? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they did again when when they sort of originally did this draft. You know, yeah, they. It, this, it was a little bit slim pickings, but I think that meant that people got a bit more time to build their characters and stuff, really, didn't they? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's, yeah, good good way of putting that, really. Um, yeah. Um, let me get Coach being a dick. Tell him maybe shit. Tell him maybe you Why are you here? I mean, it was a good question, really, because I have not watched a lot of stuff around. I'm thinking, why is, why is, so it's, it's a lot of, it's Benoit, Fucking Randy Orton, uh, Jericho, and Maven. Of course, the eighteen. Why is Maven there? Good question. <laughs> Maven gets a bit chippy and is gonna probably beat Coach up, which we'd all like to see because uh, fuck Coach. Yep. But then Shitsy mm-hmm. comes in and kills. Yeah, Maven. shit stick attacks him and then starts breathing heavily. Yeah, yeah. But then Finley comes in. Now I wasn't aware of Finley until Finley. I, I was obviously I was aware of Finley in the eighties. Yeah. And but, in, not, that he was, but yeah. not that he was there in WWF or WWE. Yeah, he was. He, was he doesn't agent start for a while, until. Wasn't he? Yeah, but it's, it's and to me, I find it incredible that he started wrestling two years after this. Yeah, he was. He was <laughs> an agent. He was an agent there for a few years back yeah. and then he started competing on the yeah on the road was, again. And he I, was. He was I, forty-seven when he made his debut in WWF. Yeah, and I, I mean pure speculation, but that was a period of time you had a lot of youngsters coming in. Smackdown, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, Lashley's and all that sort of lot. You yeah, had a lot. Maybe they thought we need a few more experienced hands on the brand. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, he was an agent for for a while before. That. Yeah, I thought that's where they were going with Adam Pearce. Do you remember when they were teasing Adam? Yeah, Pierce yeah, yeah. Roman yeah. Reigns. Yeah, I, yeah. Quite, I honestly thought Adam Pearce was going to get. No, mate. He's, he's a decent wrestler. Yeah, 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 and he's not that old, is he? No, but no, they just stand on Raw every week. He's, is he the general? What is he? He's the uh, He's an official. He's, the, he's, he's WWE official Adam Pearce. Yeah, it's our general manager. Sonia Deville. No, they're officials. Yeah. And absolutely. there's no defined. Well, Sonia Deville doesn't like Naomi, does she? For some reason, but she's not in any way ever aligned with any other face or heel, is she? They teased. I mean, they teased her with Charlotte, didn't they? And then that went nowhere. Yeah. But, yeah. But I don't. Strange. Talking about. She, Sonia Deville yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. Sonia Deville the natural um natural thing. But I, I just found it shocking. I was like, that's Finley. And I was like, well, when did he when did he start as a and he was booked I, when he came in, he was booked strong for a while. Yeah, with the shillelagh and the little bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Forty seven, so there's still time for me to make my debut. I've got another... Uh, Wasn't his years. wrestling debut, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do... When people people get big on now on the, the age thing, don't they? And they say people, you know, they're too old yeah. or whatever. I honestly think that's evolved from Goldberg. I think Goldberg is the reason people get angry about that. Because Goldberg can't still go where he could in the first place. Yeah. He can't still... Give him his due. His match with Bobby Lashley recently was decent. But... Um, Let's say that was mostly Lashley, right? But um, yeah. obviously he came back, pretty, looks old, acts old, and is just winning titles. That's yeah. where I think this has come from. Because back in the day, no one gave a shit how old Flair was or anyone like that. Um, if it works for the storylines or it's good for the character, you know, when PCO won the ROH World title, I was over the moon. I thought great for him because what a resurgence for him, you know. 
I don't think age is really an issue. And like you say, Finley, if he could still go at 47, why wouldn't you have him as a as a mid-card heel champion that people can overcome, you know? I don't yeah. think age is an issue. No. I mean, AJ Styles is probably mid-40, isn't he? AJ Styles, yeah, he's, yeah definitely. Um, yeah. Well, that's one of the things people were complaining about a while ago, wasn't it? That a lot of WWE guys are now, aren't they? A lot of them are in, in their 40s. Um, yeah. A lot of the top guys. But, um, I mean... Edge, I think, since he returned, Edge has been brilliant. Christian looks incredible. Probably the best Christian's ever looked, maybe. Not in ring-wise, necessarily, but, you know, ring shape and stuff. So I don't think Edge yeah. matters. But, um, but yeah, no, fin- Finley was still in his uh, backstage role at this point, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then we get the uh, the, the Heidenreich Undertaker. The match sure. we've all been waiting for. Yeah. The, re- the reason that we're doing this show. Well... So they hype it up. I think they do hype it up quite well. About how he's, uh... Yeah, they do. I, again, I didn't remember any of the stuff they showed in this. No, package. not at all. I remember the Billy. I remember Billy Kidman kneeing someone in the head. I yeah. remember Daniel Puder. I had no recollection of this. I blocked all of this out. Well, I only know because I've done stuff about this recently. But yeah, obviously yeah. He, he took them to take her out for the. So he he, he came back with Heyman and was uh, like. Heyman's psychopath basically and was beating people up, beating people in the crowd up. And then he turned up in that uh last uh last rights match, whatever it was, with JBO and Undertaker. Yeah. In the yes. Hearst match. And they mm-hmm. um and attacked the Undertaker and then was drove his truck into the Undertaker's Hearst, whatever it was, I fucking know. And then Which made be... explode at the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was basically going for the Undertaker. Um and so that kind of led to where we are now. So uh, as we said on the on that episode about Undertaker and uh, no, about, <laughs> the episode about um, the No Mercy 2005, we talk about Stitsky mm-hmm. and Heidenreich. And the, apparently the plan was at this point was for WrestleMania 2005 was going to be Kane and the Undertaker against Snitsky and Heidenreich. And you, I mean, you can yeah. see that the way it was being booked again, like, yeah teasing it on because they were on different shows as well mm. um jesus that would have been a classic wouldn't it yeah <laughs> well i mean i mean if you're going to break his streak that could have been one way to do it i suppose <laughs> <laughs> imagine snitsky the undertaker's streak yeah oh my good god um now, i'm, I'm going to say something that's going to upset a lot of your listeners yeah okay i never liked dead man undertaker no, never liked it. Never, never. What, I, yeah. I'm an American badass guy. Are you, mate? Sorry, well, I'm not sorry. I, I was mean, never I'm, into it. The entrance, just you know, people say the entrance is this big thing. Bores me to tears. Yeah. Bores me the entrance. I just never got the entrance and the rolling his eyes, especially when he started wearing heaven mascara and stuff. I just yeah. did. I just never. I was never into it. Never my thing. Kane, I love Kane. Oh, well, that's all right. Dan, Dan, will be happy. Yeah, I love yeah, Kane, yeah, yeah. but the, no, I've much much preferred Undertaker as this, just this no nonsense taking guy that just rode down my bike, kicked the shit out of people and left. That. Well, I think if you, if you look back to obviously, I was of the age of I'm the age of I I, I watched that and that Survivor Series when he came out. So mm. I've, I've been there all the way through basically. Yeah, and I quite like the where he was going because. Before he came back as the American badass thing, he was mm-hmm. kind of once you got through the Ministry of Darkness stuff, he was just then. I think before the Ministry of Darkness stuff, when he was having the matches with Austin, that kind of thing, he was 
properly like quite a he was a big guy he looked the business as well then yeah and was pretty scary in the ring and then he did that stuff the minister of darkness and then he at the end of that minister of darkness he was kind of he was talking more like a normal person not like the undertaker it's just more like goth funny yeah kicking people's asses (laughs) and like yeah and then obviously vanished and then came back as the biker biker taker but then i think it's, it's kind of reductive to go back to what you were once you've been a that sort of gothic kind of character gimmick wrestler mm. and then you stop that and then like now i'm actually uh just a, an ass kicker basically i want to kill yeah. people people up and then you go back to now i'm going to start dressing up again as a <laughs> it's kind of you know, it's kind you of go, you go you go from the 15 minute entrance with the yeah. boring music and the eye roll to yeah. rolling by limp biscuit yeah i'm coming down to your on your motorbike yeah or yeah. even the um dead man walking what was that sort of when he was um big evil yeah, love that one. You know yeah. the one I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of sort of stuff, and you know when he that his his match with Flair at Mania was with his big evil face. Love yeah. that, love that match. Probably not as good as I remember it being, but um, I haven't watched it for a while. But I I always really enjoyed that match. Arn Anderson involved, wasn't he? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was I was never I was never a big. Every time you know when he when he went through that stage a few years ago where he would just come out a few times a year, he'd walk yeah. down to the ring. And say a couple of words and leave. I always yeah. skipped it. I just can't be dealing with the entrance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bores me. But um. But anyway, yeah. Heidenreich, Undertaker. They went for about 16 minutes. Mm. It was a long match. Yeah. And again, they put Heidenreich over, didn't they? I suppose. That's the thing. That was all this was because this wasn't the end of the yeah. feud. Sadly, it went on. <laughs> it went on to the Royal Rumble. Didn't go on to WrestleMania. Sadly, <laughs> but but it went on to the Royal Rumble. But that was the whole thing. It was, I think he, t- he kicks out the last ride, Undertaker. Uh, I don't like, like uh, hand on the rope, rope or something. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, they did, they did try and put him over, and Undertaker did his best. And even uh, at the end, like Undertaker sort of looking back, and it's like they're like, well done, kid. Yeah, but so there's more of this stuff to come. But he, that was kind of his role. Once he moved for a to future, a for a future episode of Bang Bang Hide and Reich podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be continued. He, I think he came to SmackDown the sort of this earlier on in this year, and because obviously I think he he brought back the the old gimmick in that might have been in this WrestleMania maybe 2004 early on when he wrestled Kane. I'm not sure if it was or not. Yeah, it was Kane. Yeah. Kane, um, Kane attacked him in the Buried Alive match, didn't he? Yeah, with Vince. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but this is I the don't first know why Undertaker gets having those kind of matches. Cause no, because he, he always lose them, yeah. <laughs> but it, his big feud when he came back was um, him and Booker T. We'll talk about Booker T in a bit. And that was when Booker T proclaimed he wasn't afraid of the Undertaker and started trying to use voodoo to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to combat the Undertaker's uh, magic. Yeah. But, yeah. But this was yeah. yeah so this was they were they were still trying to kind of work out what they were doing with and what I mean his role he was on SmackDown forever running after this mm-hmm. and he held the title yeah. and it was basically feuding with that was his role from this point onwards was wrestling monsters basically Coslov, yeah you know, 2008 or not, whatever it was, was. It Mark Henry was not obviously I think Mark Henry Orton as well putting Orton over he's basically putting over people and yeah he worked working with the younger guys wasn't he. Yeah, but I know, I know what you mean about the the whole difference between the two characters. And 
everyone's I, I, it's probably what you you know the time period that you got into it maybe it's like a lot of things isn't it that you might think um one thing's better than another i i think when i first started watching i think he was still spooky undertaker but yeah um but it, it was um you know american badass that i was really really sort of into and i, I was quite into limp biscuit at the time as well i hate <laughs> so i can remember watching that pay-per-view when he came back was it armageddon he came back in but when he when he made his return on the bike and they, they like went after they, the big show didn't he but no, there was the that was the whole thing. I think I can't remember. I think it was Triple H and The Rock. I think in a Iron Man match, and he came out and killed everybody. I think it ended up with Triple H winning it. So that was the end of the. I want to say the end of two thousands. I can't think what it was. Yeah. Whatever it was, but then he came back because they've been teasing these sort of promos, not really Undertaker related, about like he's coming back, he's coming back, he's coming back, and then he came out on the motorbike. Mm. And it was like the fuck's this? <laughs> I was watching it live. I was like, "Who's this guy? Who's this guy?" He's like, "It's a fucking Undertaker." And he come and he chokeslam Vince and chokeslam Triple H, chokeslam everybody. Yeah. And um, I think he ended up costing the Rock the match, but that was like the return of like the Undertaker. But yeah, it was it was strange. But again, if you'd have kept doing that same gimmick for all that time, would he have been his? You know, you needed yeah, that he kind needed, of needed to refresh it, didn't he? Really. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, I think um, that run as well with um, with Kane was good fun, wasn't it? When they were teaming up, yeah. And they were tag team brothers of destruction. That was good, good fun. So uh, each to their own, but wasn't my my kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, there's not a great deal we can say about uh, Undertaker against Hyden right? Really, that's why I've been talking about Undertaker's career because it was a 16 minute, <laughs> yeah. 16 minute Hyden right match. Yeah. What else we can? Sorry, Danny. Um, yeah, but yeah. Not much to say. Is Dan, um, Danny a big Heidenreich fan? Oh, yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The biggest. I, I'm, yeah. I'm confident to say he's the biggest Heidenreich fan. Yeah. Because there's only probably one of them, so he's the biggest. Um, <laughs> backstage, we've got Eric and a very young Maria. Very young Maria, bless her. Very yeah. young Maria. And he says that there's going to be no replacement for Maven. And he, he's looking forward to his holiday in Waikiki. Yeah, and he's going to have to fill out loads of paperwork or something if they... <laughs> What I find strange is he's got a picture of himself looking identical to how he looks now in the in the <laughs> locker room, which is quite strange. I, I completely believe that that is what he does. I reckon in his in his <laughs> office now where he lives, just before yeah. he has the camera, it's just a picture of him. Is that that scene? Have you right. seen you seen airplane film? Airplane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yeah. When Lloyd, yeah. Lloyd Bridges has got a picture of himself where he's like smoking a fag, like oh, it's the wrong day that like, I quit smoking he basically in the background he's got a picture of himself doing that and then in that picture is a picture of himself doing that and then in that picture yeah. he's saying, yeah, all the way back yeah 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 that's what you reckon bischoff has got in his office. yeah probably yeah yeah obviously his his new look is because he got shaved bald by uh eugene which happened at yeah. tuesday he's his nephew eugene his nephew eugene completely legitimate left new no yeah. ah, nephew um, yeah. Then we get the ladies, the women's title match. Yeah, so as I said to you, I was expecting models rolling around and Jerry going puppies all the time. But, yeah. Um, then they said it was Lita versus Trish, and um, which I rightly assumed would be the only women's uh, segment. And yeah. I'm afraid that I got swallowed up for a second by WWE revisionary history of Trish and Lita having the greatest rivalry <laughs> of all time, and that it was you know revolutionary and all that because they had that one match on the main event of Raw, and that it wasn't all about 
shagging blokes and miscarriages yeah. and other such horrendous things. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, there was a video package, wasn't there? But it was full of shit. It was yeah, it was yeah, basically your um, pregnancy, uh, you know, miscarriages, open your legs. Um, yeah. Trish being an asshole, basically. Yeah. But, um, so, but but you know, say I got swallowed up by the revisionary history. I thought this is going to be a 15 minute banger. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, a minute? Yeah, about a minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, Trish, I mean, is- it, it was it was a good angle. Um, so Leah just went after Trish, didn't she, and uh, bashed her face in. Yeah. And um, got disqualified, I think. Um, yeah. Good raw angle, but um, that was it. One minute, one minute of action. Um. It, JR apologising for the graphic nature of the injury was really funny. <laughs> Cause just because she's a pretty woman with blood on her face. Sorry about that, yeah. guys. Um, and Trish completely nose it Because they, they're trying to put over the commentary that, uh, oh, her nose must be broken. Like, this must be when she wore the mask for a while afterwards. It was, yeah, afterwards, yeah. And um, they're trying to sell that her nose is broken. And then she walked off really harshly sniffing and wiping her nose quite aggressively. Like, Definitely not broken, is it? She's well, no, I mean... Apparently she legitimately. Apparently that was a, a, a what a, a legitimate injury. Apparently it was yeah yeah because they don't um so the story goes Lita didn't know so that's why she went back again like after she already started bleeding and then hit her in the face with the fucking stairs again apparently but, <laughs> but yeah this I is, mean uh, all right it was yeah. fine angle wasn't it it was quite a good angle to continue a blood feud if you ignore the whole baby stuff yeah but a one minute women's match with two no. people that were I mean Trish was I would say Trish was very competent at this time and Lita was obviously always pretty good. Yeah. Um this would this have been this would have been around the time Trish was actually probably on top form, wouldn't it? It would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, they could have I thought they they were gonna have a good a good long uh, match, but silly me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But there was no there was no, you know, Dawn Marie lesbian thing, so yeah, there's none of that. So. It seemed like a thing for Raw, didn't it, to then set yeah. up a, a match on the pay per view? Yeah, if it was for if it was for a guys' feud, that's exactly what it would have been. Hmm. But um, I suppose it makes sense, but not on pay per view. Like, no. was it? So was uh, my memory? You know, was so was this hmm. was this setting up that main event that I mentioned? So did their Trish versus Lita in the Raw main event follow this? Because if it did, that's worthwhile. Yeah, but I, I don't know if it did. But it seems to have to be setting up overall main event on pay-per-view but i mean it wouldn't put it past them but yeah but yeah this is nothing really apart from leah beating trish up for yeah a minute all the stuff she said and yeah i think yeah i think that was legitimate there wasn't planned that really yeah well there's a lot of blood tonight and but i don't think any of it was planned there's blood in the main event which <laughs> that was planned no. <laughs> no 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 i look good though um yeah, well yeah yeah, but Lita goes mental, and it's DQ, and Trish wins. Um, mm-hmm. And we go back to stage, and we've got Eddie, and RJ, uh, um, RVD, and Cena. Cena, and Big Show, and Teddy comes in and says, Cena, you're going to get your... Holla, holla, man. You're going to get your <laughs> get your uh, rematch <laughs> against Carlito on SmackDown. Cena, Cena went full vanilla ice here, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't mind Cena. Looking back, I don't mind this, this sort of time period, Cena. No, he, I don't. He looks young, and he's like, yeah. And Teddy, it's Teddy. Um, and they get your world title match now. So JBL versus Booker T. Yeah. yeah. JBL's promised to leave SmackDown if he loses. Yeah. 
But he's not going to lose. He's not going to lose, no. Did Booker T always wear, like, little mitties? Cause <laughs> he always had gloves, didn't he? I was he always gloves. wore gloves, but these look, these look like tape around his hands because his fingers were bare. Yeah. I thought he always wore gloves, so these look like little mitts. <laughs> well, this is not great. This is kind of <laughs> floundering Booker T. I mean, he, Booker T. Yeah. I mean, I would say that he worked his ass off in this, I think. Because the crowd were not into this. No. They no. weren't very loud all night, but Booker T was really trying. He just kept looking at the crowd and telling them to get up. And he was yeah. he was working overdrive to try try and do something decent with Lando Jordan on the outside and uh, get JBF. I'm not I'm not saying it was a classic match. I see the look no. you're giving me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, this match is basically Orlando Jordan's the, the star of this match. And he basically. Yeah, yeah completely. Which is not saying a lot, but he's the. No. No, no, sold everything. I got yeah, a kick. Yeah. Two seconds later, he's up on his feet. Yeah, yeah. Two seconds later, up on his feet. Yeah. Um, we talked about uh, I mentioned revisionist history earlier on commentary. They kept putting over how JBL and Booker T have been worked closely for so many years, and JBL was always miles ahead in his career than Booker T around the world winning championships. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. five-time world champion by this point. Yeah, what are yeah, you talking yeah. about? Yeah. I did like how do you manage to again I fucking JBL was a, a shitbag of quite a high order. Yeah. But to, to that's what they kinda of, that's what but to when they made that switch of like, yeah, we're gonna make him a big star, we're gonna make him a, a champion. Mm. I mean like today, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't like to go back to the current times, but you, you, you I couldn't really see them just suddenly switching somebody and like them making making them into a, a big main event i mean got, the thing is now they've got probably 20 or 30 blokes but they could say actually if you say right listen we're gonna make finn balor a main event star and a champion you say yeah mm-hmm. i take that you could say we're gonna make um fucking t-bar we're gonna make yeah t-bar we're gonna push him as a main event champion you think actually he's a big guy he can wrestle. Mm-hmm. He can yeah. talk. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And you could talk about Cesaro. Yeah, so we're making we're gonna push Cesaro as a main event star. He's a beast. He can wrestle. He can't really talk. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll ignore that. We'll give him a mouthpiece. Yeah. I I present to you Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who, I mean, who was jobbing two weeks before he won a tournament or whatever it was yeah. or a number one contenders match, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he, that clearly wasn't long a long thought process because had he have had you have had him let's say win the the WrestleMania Battle Royal out of nowhere and then they yeah. could get the whole Gronk pushing him over whatever and then but he he got knocked out by Gronk and Mania lost a couple of matches afterwards won a number one contenders match and then like three weeks later was champ and yeah. it was just completely and JBL was a bit like that in a de- to a degree because it was just out of the blue wasn't it. Well, yeah, but they, but they, but they, they made the effort to to repackage JBL. Yeah. If it had been Bradshaw winning the world title, yeah, he did. So yeah, yeah. But if, if, but if they'd have, but they spent a bit of time in in repackaging JBL. Yeah. It wasn't like a, the week before he was in the APA, and then next week yeah. he's wearing a suit, and then he's champion <laughs> the week after. Like they, they did, they did, they played that. They, they sort of just played up on who he actually is because he was getting. Yeah, attention in the stock market and all that sort of stuff, wasn't he? And, yeah. and on the news or whatever. So they just kind of turned that up and he became a big old money loving 
racist, didn't he? But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. Was, he was the million dollar man, wasn't he? That's who he was. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I've got no real issue with his run other than it was a bit long. He probably shouldn't have held it for as long as he did. But did that give Zena's win a bit more more gravitas, perhaps? And I did like I did like they mentioned something about Booker T was the first person to pin JBL since Mania. And they made like a big mm. deal about that because WWE don't really no. do that. Um, so that, that was a good little thing. But yeah, like you said, Orlando Jordan got involved constantly. Um, got hit with moves. No, so Josh, Josh Matthews. Yeah, but that the, was why Josh the, Matthews came out. In the WWE Championship match. Yeah, but El Smackdown, yeah. he became involved in that angle. So that's why he came out. Yeah, it's completely logical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Booker Booker really tried, I think, to, to get the people into this. Um but yeah, it was it was I mean a lot of honestly I found a lot of the show boring. <laughs> <laughs> I found I a lot know. of it boring. It yeah. wasn't there wasn't, you know, the Heidenreich and Ante thing. I didn't expect a five star classic, but I didn't expect it the last sixteen minutes. And this went on a bit long, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want. You either want it to be over quickly or for it to be a good match. And for a lot well, of the show, we've got some of your, like some of your illustrious guests have said, I've got absolutely nothing wrong with a nothing against a quick squash. Um, I know, I know, uh, some guys don't like us mentioning a certain company, right? But the, did you see the Mox squash recently with Ten from the Dark? Order? Yeah, yeah, but that? Made, but that made sense. Perfect. Perfect. That made sense. Yeah, and it, it makes uh, sense for Moxley, and it makes sense for him in the future because. That's twice now he's been squashed yeah, by and if, Moxley. And if, Mox, and if Mox does go on, let's say that um, this leads to either Hangman Page being the champ and Mox being the number one contender, or Hangman coming up short and Mox coming up short, you've got that sort of uh, relationship between Hangman and uh, Ten, haven't you? There's lots of different yeah. avenues you can go through, but the the squash was it was a few seconds, but it was entertaining and it was it, it got your attention. I've got I would rather have that than 16 minutes. I don't mind that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But again, that, yeah, that... To, be, to be fair, I'd rather have anal warts than that. <laughs> but at least that, that leads to, what does it lead to? I mean, it could lead to, it's pretty vicious. It could lead to Moxley heel turn. The way um, Brian Danielson's wrestling, I don't, I, like he's wrestling pretty vicious. You could see that mm. being a... That's going to that's that's that, happen. That's going to be the match, isn't it? At full gear, that's going to be so, yeah. Danielson against Mox, and that could be show stealer. But that's not saying anything. I mean, Danielson hasn't had a bad match yet, has he? No, Since he's been there. No. The Eddie Kingston thing was brilliant. Love that. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. So we're, not talk, people, we're not talking about that. We're talking but no, about but people are saying that's Smithy. what is it for? It's it's, it's it's just a match on TV. But yeah, but I want to watch that. It's not. It's, it's, it's history. Like you say, there was history behind it in his yeah. first match and. There's this, and it gives gives Preston Vance something to do in the future to overcome yeah. overcome Mox. But then, um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about Snitsky. So let's go on to that, shall we? <laughs> yeah. So um, JBL wins that, obviously. Yeah. Lots of interference. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I, Jordan. I Again, we 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 spoke about him a lot on the uh, uh, No Mercy episode. Me and Danny. Danny's big Orlando Jordan. Um, <laughs> he is. Sentence you do not hear anywhere. Did it, wasn't it Orlando Jordan the Ultimate Warriors last match? He was, yeah, yeah. There's something, and he was US champ. He's got a hell of a career. And he fair, debuted so. in TNA as a bisexual. Yeah, which was a, an ambitious gimmick for TNA to pull off in the 
early 2010s. But I'm, I'm sure they handled it very um, sensitively. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's on the list to recover in that. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> well, we are there. That was on the list to cover. What, the Orlando recent. Jordan? No, 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 no. You gotta wait till Steve comes back to do that. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. Right, we're moving on to the main event. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before the main event, we get evolution backstage or evolution, if you. Yeah. Mm. But and we're getting. I don't mind Triple H gets a lot of shit, and rightly so. But I don't mind this era of. I thought this was one of his better runs. But this is again. Kind of, you know, people have always said, or Tribulation himself, that he models himself about the sort of Hardy Race, Ric Flair. But this is classic heel champion of mm. you've got he's got people around him, but he's always paranoid about yeah. getting done out or losing the title, or and he's a chicken shit and he's getting beaten up or that kind of thing. But he eventually always comes out on the end as a champion. Yeah, but he's. I like yeah. that kind of thing that upset you. Champa's first run with the title where it was Goldie and he was just uh, obsessed with the title. I I, I like that kind of thing. Really. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Triple H's run. There were there were moments, you know, like the Booker T thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Where they absolutely shouldn't have won that. And obviously yeah. the whole Katie Vick thing. But other than other than that, I think it serves purpose. He, he should have been untouchable because of evolution to allow... For Batista and Orton to to overtake him, which was what the what was the design was really, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah, like like we said before about the having these these factions and these they, they have to have an end goal if you're going to fucking do it, if you're going to push it through yeah, it properly, mm. and they're going to make everyone in the faction basically. Um, mm. But yeah, so backstage and Triple H is paranoid, and he says that we're gonna we're gonna make sure that if we do win that. The first two weeks is going to be him and Batista, and they're going to make sure that Edge and Slitsky are in no condition to do anything on their two weeks. Yeah. And then they walk off, and then Batista says to, to Nature, I'm looking forward to when it's my week as uh, in charge. So it's yeah. like. And, and it's, kind of gives the side eye to the title, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all slowly nice. building to. Yeah. And you get the pre match hype, mm-hmm. which is basically everybody rising up <laughs> against evolution. Yeah. And Triple H being paranoid. No Maven, yeah. Maven's gone, yeah. 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 So um, video package. <clears throat> yeah. But he was getting a big push. How how weird is it seeing Edge come out to Metalingus, dressed yeah. as face edge, not pointing yeah. to the sky. Really weird when he came out and did his <laughs> usual entrance where you know that you think you know me type entrance with his jacket yeah. and his you know, looking around. But to that song and I guess I mean he was on the Hill team. Yeah. I guess he was heel by this point. He was probably heel by this point, just not long there, yeah. but he was probably heel. But it was it's weird, isn't it, looking back and watching that? Because, you know, now, obviously, he comes out with a smarmy face or whatever, he points up to the sky and fireworks. It's coming out to that song, doing his usual, come on, crowd! Yeah. It's a bit weird, wasn't it? But, so, I mean, you get, yeah. So, I mean, the faces out first, Benoit, um, Jericho, and Orton. Yeah. Is, is I know, again... Obviously, the things that he did. But is Chris Benoit's theme one of the best themes? It's one of my favorites. Uh, it's a good theme, yeah. It's good. And it fits him as well. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to get into, like, last week, I got into conversation no, about a fucking Gary Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> How I like Gary Glitter songs. Yeah. But Big Jimmy what, Savile fan. Yeah, yeah, massive, <laughs> yeah. Well, I bought myself, I bought my wife a 
first thing I ever bought my wife was a Jim will fix it soap badge. And about a month soap later, badge. yeah, it was basically you know, like uh, what you wear in the shower, like uh, it was like a soap on a rope thing. But it was a Jim will fix it badge. Right. Uh, yeah. So. And then a week later, I think about a, right. a week later, he got arrested for for being Jimmy Savile. But yeah, wow. It was a cool gift at yeah. that point, but yeah. Um, yeah, right. That's Savile covered. So we'll be ticking him off. We got Savile. I mentioned Greg Glitter. Savile Glitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We done Lawler. I mean, at some point. So. Two little boys. We'll do that. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, excellent. I think it, it, like you said, it's difficult. We, you don't actively go out and watch a lot of Chris Benoit matches. No. But uh, I mean, yeah, he was. He was. I mean, yeah, the music was good. He was at this point. He was at his peak, probably. Jericho mm. and Orton. I, I, I keep forgetting how over Orton was as a face at this point as well. I yeah, I'd forgotten that completely <laughs> because I, I thought with again with my sort of memory, I thought the reason he turned heel again quite quickly because he wasn't getting over as a face because he was yeah. a cocky little shit. But actually, he was he was over, wasn't he? Oh yeah, massively yeah yeah. And then you got Evolution um, with Flair being a manager this night, not wrestling. Good, good role for Flair at that time. Yeah, and then Snitsky and Edge. <laughs> yeah, eighteen. Yeah, so uh, all the people. So you got Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, Triple H, Batista, Edge, and then you got Maven and G Snitsky. They're kind of the <laughs> and a lot and a lot of the night leading up to this was about Snitsky, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and to be honest, he didn't really get. I mean, till near the end of it, he didn't really get much to do, did he? He just got beaten no, up a bit. No, no, he Really, he wasn't in there dominating people, was he, really? Um, no. Yeah. So Edge and Benoit, that was kind of the feud going into it was Edge and Benoit. Because mm. that was what Edge basically turned heel on, Benoit, after Taboo yeah. Tuesday. Um, and Sitsky and Orton get into it. Um, Benoit's first one out, pinned by Edge after Triple H sneaks a pedigree in. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a fall for him, wasn't it? From uh, not saying a lot for Benoit, is it? No, no. Well, no. But so there's yeah. four on two. Mm-hmm. Which is the right, the... which is the right way round, not like that's the way you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you get Snitsky and Triple H get into an argument. Yep. And you get some a lot. There's some swearing. I think cause a lot of stuff is bleeped out. It's yeah. quite impressive on on the network stuff getting bleeped yeah. out. Um, and then Benoit. Uh, then Batista and Sitsky get into an argument. That's a good moment where uh, Batista and Sitsky are arguing and, and Triple H is getting the walls of Jericho put on him. And he's like yeah. calling to them to stop arguing to help him out. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, and they're like still too, uh, too busy fighting. That's what's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know, and, and that, that, the way that um, the crowd reacted there as well, and it basically think now with the likes of Omos, right? When we yeah. all sort of have a moan about the big guys and all that sort of stuff, it is what gets over with live crowds isn't it yeah all i all i must has to do is stand up yeah that's all he has to do he has to stand on the ring apron or look at another big bloke and the crowd's going nuts and that snitsky and batista getting into it people were you know starting to get invested weren't they they were starting to get into that bit and then like you say triple h just come on <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i get my ass kicked thank come and help me out yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um if that gets chucked out for interfering yeah and then takes his jacket off and starts going mental and course he didn't elbow doing drop the, it though to my memory he didn't elbow drop shame. it no no but doing the doing the flare thing yeah um he played that role really well to be fair to him yeah orton bells batista with the uh title 
Gets, mm-hmm. Jericho gets the pin. Maven returns. This hot, fiery, baby face, saviour Maven. Maven. And who, he, who spent at least an hour in medical and they just put a plaster on his head. No one cleaned yeah. his blood. No. <laughs> and he comes out and he beats up Gene Snitsky and then he hits Snitsky with an elbow. Which blows up Snitsky's face <laughs> immediately. It does look awesome, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, good, yeah. Yeah. Now but you can see like Snitsky's like think, holding his head. Yeah. And like there's this blood pouring in his face. Was a receipt. Fucking hell. It might have been because it was completely was unprotected, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. I mean, I know that that you know that a lot of those happened then anyway, but it was an unprotected chest shot, and it was it was a Christ. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. I think yeah. It might have been a been a receipt. You know, he really went for him, didn't he? And you get the impression that he's not been around that long since Ski. Forty four. Fucking screw this guy with his eyebrows. Yeah, I just gonna hit him in there with fucking square on his chair. He but. looked better with his eyebrows than when. He, do you remember when he turned heel? Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. And he yeah. started waxing his eyebrows. I don't know if that was why he started waxing his eyebrows, <laughs> but it certainly worked for me to boo him. He's turned heel, he's got the eyebrows. Yeah, he was waxing, he started, because he, obviously one of his same features was he had these big old bushy eyebrows, didn't he? Yeah. And then he just turned up with them all waxed, uh, yeah. so they were like really fit, and he just looked a bit a bit mad. And yeah. uh, and then he turned heel, and I think it's I think that's the reason, the eyebrows. The eyebrows as well. And I think he was actually, he was getting to his stride a little bit as a, when he turned heel in the ring, I think he was starting to get better and then he got released. Yeah, but everybody, I think Maven, Spike Dudley, Mark Jindrak all got released the year after mm. on my birthday, July the 5th. Did they? I think was the Dudley boys got released not long after. The birthday present I won. <laughs> get rid of fucking Maven. <laughs> yeah. But that was like, a, that was like a, a big release date. It was July the 5th, 2005 on my birthday. They got rid of loads of people. Did it ruin your birthday? I mean, looking back, I don't really remember it. To be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah. So, so Maven comes back, gets involved with Snitsky, elbows Snitsky in the head. Snitsky's head explodes. He goes outside, picks <laughs> up a chair, smacks Maven unprotected, kills Maven, square in the head. Yeah, gets disqualified. Triple H pins Maven. Uh, Which is what to yeah. Orton and Jericho versus Triple H and Edge. Yeah, <sighs> spear from Edge. And then he spears Triple H by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, so it's Spear from Edge takes out Jericho. Yeah. And then Edge spears Triple H by accident and then gets pinned. So you end up with Triple H and Orton. You're thinking, right, we've got 10 minutes left. We're going to get Triple H and Orton. Yeah. And Triple H punches them in the balls. <laughs> You're thinking, right, Triple H is just getting ready for pedigree. And this might be the first RKO out of nowhere. I know there's a lot of hey. RKOs. Maybe. But JR says, like, out of nowhere, RKO. Ah, uh, you think it was, like, the first call of out of nowhere? It might have been the first call of RKO out of nowhere. The, um, it might have been, because I'm trying to think back before that, but they were he did do a bit of setup for a lot of them, like, you know, the Mick Foley match and stuff like that. Yeah. The Mick Foley reversed it and stuff. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. And then Orton wins. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, he's the man, Randy Orton, at this point. Yeah, and the, cro- the crowd were into that like, final stretch, weren't they? Yeah. It was, like, the first... Apart from, you know, there was a couple of little bits um, earlier on when, you know, a couple of guys like Shelton and Booker T really working hard. This was the first time the crowd really were. Yeah. The old lady stood up at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what Orton, I'm trying to think what, so what I'm, not, I'm sure he did at WrestleMania this year after this. I can't really remember. Was this not Undertaker year? 
No, it was. It could have uh, been far too soon, isn't it? Was it? Was it? It might have been Undertaker. Yeah. Far too soon, surely, because they were they were already building to um they were already building to Batista and Triple H. Orton and Undertaker would have come out of nowhere, wouldn't it? Um, it may have been though, because Orton. Let me have a look. I think uh, it was. Yeah, it was Undertaker and Orton. Yeah. Yeah. So he'd yeah. already turned heel by that point. Yeah. So yeah, it was um yeah I was right about one thing at least it was um Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero opening the shells at least right about that. Uh, Cena and late and JBL, Batista and Triple H, Aki Bono against the Big Show. <laughs> 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 Fuck it out. Um, you were right, Kurt Angle against Shawn Michaels. Um, Trish Stratus against Christy Hemi. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, we spoke about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you had the money, first Money in the Bank ladder match that I thought Shelton was winning, which was Shelton Edge, Jericho, yeah. Benoit, Christian, and Kane. That's a hell of a lineup, isn't it? Yeah. But, and to think that at the time I thought Shelton was doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it made sense. But that's when Edge he should have won it. Won it and won the title, didn't he? No, yeah, but yeah. To be, I mean, he should have won it. But let's be honest, everything, or even the bad stuff with Edge and Lita, all all fell into place around the same right time, didn't it? Yeah. He was yeah. the biggest heel in the business then. Yeah. We, um, I, I, the other day somebody put out a tweet about who's the most under or kind of underrated wrestler or like but I, I said I put the big show in that kind of category because it didn't do I look back to when he debuted in WWE WWF and he came in and the, there was a, the Val- Valentine's Day massacre mm. and it interfered in that and he cost Vince the match he threw Austin like through the cage through the cage so yeah. on his debut he, he looked like a fucking idiot basically and then <laughs> They had various spells like when he, when he was first world champion when he won the when he first when he was first world title Immediately after that, he went into that feud with the boss man, where oh, the boss man's kidnapping his old man's corpse. Yeah, and, and he was riding on the... <laughs> yeah. He just seemed like I, such a... And then, like you said, that WrestleMania, he's come back at this point, and he's feuding with Angle, had a touch of but looked like a fucking badass, basically. Mm. And then, at WrestleMania, he's wrestling a sumo wrestler. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know if, if, if I'd go underrated, but probably one of the most misused. Yeah, underutilised, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he, because you know, obviously there's the joke now, isn't there, about him turning face and heel? And yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But, um, and that obviously annoyed him as well. But um, but he was he was the hand, you know, the Akabono thing, um, Mayweather. He was just he was the guy that you just put them people yeah. in with, wasn't he? The novelty um, match. But they started going that way with Braun, didn't they? Really? Yeah. Braun was a cartoon character. I think that's when Braun Strowman was actually. Maybe good to stretch, but that's when Braun Strowman was entertaining. Was when he was cartoon character. But then they started using him and that, you know, tagging with a ten-year-old and <laughs> yeah, facing Tyson Fury for absolutely no reason. So did you enjoy that that pay-per-view on the whole? Um, no, Andy. <laughs> would you like to hear Uncle Dave's ratings for the? Uh... I would love to. Yeah, I've been looking for. I've, I can't wait for the hide and right one. Right. So the cruiserweight title match at the start got yep. three and a quarter stars yeah i mean it was it was in the middle wasn't it it was all right it was a decent little match wasn't it yeah, yeah. the intercontinental title match got three and a half stars mm, okay i'm gonna now go back on to my uh i, I downloaded a picture of this earlier i can't fucking read it because it's too uh <laughs> it's too hard to read so just talk about yourselves a minute while i get this up but 
I know the Undertaker Hydromatic match got one star, I think. Did it really? Which oh. is probably fairly generous, I'd say. <laughs> well, it was long. It was there, there was quantity to it. It was long. Yeah. But, um, I mean, when we uh, James, apparently James is getting Meltzer on his uh, 90s wrestling podcast. After saying he's not a fan of him on a, on a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan yeah. of him, but he's coming on the show. <laughs> he's, that one. he's coming on. Is he actually, is that official, is it? Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a big get. Right, we're here, we're here, we're here. So, the, the Intercontinental match, so the, the Cruiserweight got three and a quarter stars. Yeah. IC match got three and a half stars. Yeah. The Survivor Series match, Eddie's team against Angle's team got a star and three quarters. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe a bit generous. There were so many botches and stuff, weren't there, really? Undertaker, Heidemann got one star. Poor old Heidenreich. We need to find him. We need to find him and do do an interview. Trish and Lita got half a star. They got half a star less than the 16-minute match for their one-minute brawl. <laughs> the JBL Booker got uh, a star and a half. Oh, poor Booker. He really tried. But yeah, it wasn't great, was it? And the main event got three, three and a quarter stars. Yeah. So and, the best match and, on the card was, according to Dave... Been, yeah. was the Intercontinental title match. The main, the main event would have been three stars if it wasn't for the Maven run-in. That's what boosted it. You think? Boosted it up. Yeah, 100%. Hot fire, yeah. baby face Maven. Yeah. And Snitz's Bad head exploded. Cutting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, as is customary, well, first of all, Morrissey, you say you didn't really enjoy the show, no? I, it's a bit dull, isn't it? I can see why we didn't remember it. No. <laughs> Nothing really... Nothing really happened. I, I, I still can't. I mean, I don't remember Gene Snitsky running Raw, so I don't know if that actually happened in the end. Well, I no, don't remember that happening. The 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 the, hit, the face was team it only won. the survivors? No, no, it was the face team. So the, the team won. So what happened was, yeah. I think the first weeks Orton ran it, and he scheduled a battle royal for the world title. Why? <laughs> Why I didn't he just book himself? But. Uh, the whole of it ended up with by the end of the month the title was vacated apparently and then there was a elimination chamber match at the New Year's Resolution pay-per-view which was in 2005 okay and Triple H yeah. went it back so, so really the whole month was pointless basically pointless yeah that'll be why we didn't yeah. remember it what about you did you enjoy it no not really no <laughs> <laughs> no I mean I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed certain bits. Um, at least when you watch things from the eighties and stuff, there's there's silly, really silly things you can laugh at. And the only thing I could really laugh at was Big Show's horrendous shoe thing um, and the breathing. But other than that, it was just a bit. It was just boring, wasn't it? So thanks for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but sorry about you, it. you fucking picked it. So. <laughs> I know. Sorry about it. I so, I mean, I picked the Wiki Beyond, so it's kind of both of our faults. I really. mean, we, we did, what did we? It was there was. Survivor Series '97, wasn't there a um, a highly highly regarded TNA pay per view on that that week as well that we could have picked yeah. that neither of us watched TNA at that time? We said, oh, there's some really good matches on there. But yeah, we should have done that. This yeah. has got Heidenreich against Undertaker. Has yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, I'm going to say hopefully this is the last time we'll talk about Heidenreich. And... We'll see, won't we? We'll see. Yeah, but I mean, like again, he, he was a monster, fed to Undertaker. So yeah, he did his role. 
best he could, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're all trying to do, really, in life, isn't it? Is yeah, do our, do our role the best as we could. Yeah. Neither yes, of us are really in a team, are we? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Christy Hemi. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. <laughs> so, Morty, we can find you at Morty Junior on Twitter. Yeah, it's. Uh, I do know a bit Mort- for you now. This is right normally say where can we find yeah, you? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, what? normally it's people reeling off podcasts. They just go find me on Twitter, guys. Really. Have you yeah. got anything to plug? <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, just Twitter, Morty Jr. Five. I think my thing is. is it- I'm not as active on there as I was, but uh, but you know. I'm, I'm yeah. there if you want to talk bollocks about wrestling as we do often, Andy, and bollocks about yeah. other things. But I was yeah. I was on a bit of a murder and mind kick the other week and kept posting about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you keep uploading old old things of murder in mind? But well, yeah, you know. I'm trying to get the murder in mind podcast going, but no one's no one's on board for that. Right, same as my neighbour's podcast. Yeah, or my prisoner's podcast, which is yeah. Well, we'll see one day. Minder, yeah. minder, love joy. <laughs> yeah we'll get there we'll get there we'll, we'll get, get there one day yeah yeah well i mean no, thanks for having me on andy i appreciate it and uh yeah good always good to to talk to you thanks mate i know it's been it's been a laugh it's been again that again this feels like a as i say every fucking week the original premise behind this podcast was just two mates chatting about wrestling and talking bollocks we're not again some podcasts i've got some podcasts i like i've got people talking to wrestlers on them and i enjoy that but you know like i'd rather just have two idiots chatting rubbish about wrestling and just life yeah. in general that seems to me more like a, a an enjoyable podcast of just two people it's like two idiots in the pub you overhear talking yeah about, talking about the history of yeah. platform cider yeah. yeah 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 and one of them's in the hotel room in the middle of fucking nowhere but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so my I'll ladies say, in the night will turn up in a minute. Yeah, yeah. What has got some uh, prior uh, engagements uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to, to hold on to. So I'll just say thanks for listening to us. And uh, we'll be back next week. Next week. Next week. Next week, we are covering a Clash of the Champions from 1992, which features Tony Atlas. Think, um, who else is the feature? Rick Flair, Rick Rude, Sting. Fucking hell. what more do you want, really? Uh, and I'll be joined by Chris Bellis, the famous Tank Abbott fan, Chris Bellis. Um, so stick around for that next week. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us as always. You know, this is the time where I'm quite drunk and they're just talking crap. But as is tradition now, we'll get our guest host to pick the 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 song we play out on well um you know the obvious one would be hide and right but you've done that i think done that um so it's it's got to be the the hero of the hour isn't it have you played mavens yet i've not played mavens theme music. Is that mavens. Like, what, is that, what, what was mavens awesome was it like tune? the tough enough theme music yeah was it, was it? Okay. stars or something wasn't it and he <laughs> hates f- it does he he hates it he hates it, it. He hates he? it. yeah so right. let's play that I've, let's play that good theme that good theme yeah good theme so yeah. as we leave you with mavens theme Fucking hell, Maven's been. Actually, I think Maven's going to be on at 90s Wrestling Podcast. Is he uh, really? That'll be good. Fairly soon, so look forward to that. Ask him about the theme, James. Yeah, like and his eyebrows. No one ever asks. No one ever asks him about the theme or the Royal Rumble of Undertaker. So yeah, yeah. And his eyebrows when he turned heel. <laughs> Ask him that. Did as you well. did you wax your eyebrows? 
so that you yeah. can turn heel. Is that why you did and it? Did yeah. you get fired on my birthday in 2005? Ask him that as well. So, right. Well, well, well. <laughs> right we love you loads and we shall see you next week we won't see you will we because we're on a fucking audio podcast <laughs> but we'll speak to you next week love you loads cheers bye this is Ryan trying to press the button stop <laughs>